Hello there, welcome to True Cult Pop. It's a music podcast. I don't think a year in anyone could deny that it was anything else. I'm Stephen Hill. I hope you're all right. Thank you very much for joining us once again on the weekly show. It's episode 51, and 51 episodes means that we are exactly one year into this podcast being a thing we've made it to a year and since we've made it to a year i have decided to rally the troops and i am joined by as ever and sometimes as ever firstly mr gaz jones how you doing gaz good morning good afternoon good evening happy anniversary happy birthday to you oh he's picked everybody's favorite stevie wonder song to sing right right at the top of the tree and he's back you haven't fallen out i told you <laughs> we've settled our legal dispute as a result of me going to leicester yesterday and acting as mediator <laughs> here he is mediate with you back. mate fucking hell yeah. batter me i'd hit the wall <laughs> it's sam slight everyone hello sam hi 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 it's lovely to be back on zoom with uh one steve and oh the there he is the fella who nicked me job Oh, didn't hey, want it. Hey, hey, he's not bitter. Yeah. Oh, top bounce. It's lovely to see you both. It's lovely to see you both. Uh, some uh, more recently than others. Me and Gaz had a lovely day yesterday. You'd be pleased to know. Bit of crate. Go on then. Crate Go on then. You're obviously both of you are obviously absolutely gagging to tell everyone what you got up to together in Leicester. Ooh. So, go on. Come on, tell everyone what you've been doing. Well, tell them about your car. <laughs> New engine, so pop it on yeah. that. Uh, well, yeah, basically, Gaz came over. Uh, we had a bit of a jolly. Uh, just went mm. around the, the two record shops that are any good. Uh, and then went and had some drinks and then came back and listened to Curb Dog. I stuck on On The Turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you made him listen to Curb Dog. Of yeah. course you did. No, I, I listened to yeah. it. And I was like, what's it? This is shit. Said, Why have you put this rubbish on? Put on Swans. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Yeah, he said, where's <laughs> where's the Nero uh, remixes? <laughs> Uh, to, be, to be fair, Sam made me the best risotto I've had in years. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. That's very, oh, very sweet of you to say. Cracking. Good arrows, mm. mate. Really, really lovely stuff. There weren't any arrows in it. It was crap. Nah, so. nah. Bit ham. Mm. Uh, well, um, cheers for the invite. Oh, it's awkward, isn't it? Anyway, um, good. glad you had a nice day um, while I was here on my own. Just me and Bonjour. Whatever. Nice. Doesn't matter. Not a problem. You were there in spirit. I think. Thanks very I much. Think, I think I mentioned you once. Once or twice. <laughs> you could. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Of course, if you're a patron, okay, that was fucking good, that, wasn't it? No. Look how seamless that was, lads. It was. Now you're doing this. You're getting, be- you're getting better at it. Thank you. Um, you'll, you'll uh, If you're a patron over at patreon.com forward slash true cult pop, you'll already know that Gaz and Sam spent the day together because Gaz spent a bit of time talking about that day on the Patreon special that we've just put up Aww. mere days ago, a couple of days ago. If you sign up for £5 on a £5 tier, you get a classic album a month and you get a beginner's guide to somebody every month. Me and Gaz did a beginner's guide to Madonna. Loved it. Oh, What a time. Oh, what a time. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Mm. It was... Lovely chat. It was cracking. I mean, I, I had a... It's one of the my most fun things. It was so effortlessly easy to get enthusiastic about Madonna's entire back catalogue. Yeah. She's great. I can't wait to see her at the O2 in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, I know. You're going to be can't a, wait for you. a can't, can't wait for the report back. A Mate, 
yeah it was it was really good so you can sign up and listen to that have you listened to that yet sam uh no because as we record no, it, as we record, it, it came out about an hour ago while i was at work so no i haven't yeah, but i'm looking yeah, forward to listening to it because actually pathetic. madonna an artist that i like but i am very much kind of the immaculate collection and that's kind of it so yeah i'm really really interested to hear your deep dive into into her Ooh, it's an actress such a bishop Shh. <laughs> yeah hey. should we uh should we see if sam knew the, knows the thing that we so the immaculate collection yeah. by madonna mm. yeah why do you think it's called that was it Sam. easy to trademark or something like that? I don't know. I, I I don't know. It's the Immaculate Conception, isn't it? And it's a play on that. And I, we, it's really yeah, obvious she, that it's she, that. She's yeah. the best. Uh, yeah. But we only, I only found that out. Like, I only realised that mm. a couple of days ago, and then I said it on the podcast. And Gaz went, "Oh yeah." So oh, is this no the idea. thing? Does, does does no one know that? Well, ev- unfortunately, now everyone's going to lie on social media and just go, "Oh, you're sick, aren't you?" So, yeah, they probably I, uh, will. I knew that in 1986. Well, four years you? before it came out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I invented the words immaculate and conception. Definitely. Uh, I am. Uh, um, it's not my place to say I am Jesus, but I am Jesus. <laughs> also, coming this week on our Patreon page, if you sign up for any amount, you can suggest an album. The suggestion that has been suggested that we have chosen to do is uh, Modest Mouse album. This is a long drive. For someone with nothing to think about from 1996, a.k.a. the greatest ever year for music. Mm. Fair, Gaz? What, 1996? 96? Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely up there. 94 to 97 is pretty much... Pretty good. Yeah, banging on it. And then the birth of Sam's Light happened. Yeah. Ruined it for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And then it was just Crazy Town and you... And that was yeah. fighting for survival in a cruel yeah. and hospitable world. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, a, like, with a butterfly. Yeah. Um, I've, I've just got this vision of Sam Slight and shitty shell suit as like the last of us. God. Yeah. God. <laughs> I'd get bitten by a cordyceps zombie. Yeah. <laughs> a very unusual casting that would do, but you know. Um, well, I can, anyway. I've got about the same amount of facial hair as Pedro Pascal, so it, it, it works, yeah. it scans. It were, yeah. In a darkened room, you squint your eyes. Mm. You basically are Pedro Pascal. Pretty much. Pretty mm. much. So let's get on with the show, shall we? And do what yeah. we've come here to do. So this is a year since we started True Cult Pop. Obviously, uh, me and Sam had done a few podcasts before under a different guise. Mm. Gaz had been on that podcast mm-hmm. under a different guise. So yeah. in a lot of ways, you know, this is more a, a continuation um, rather than um a straight uh a, a straight um what's the word like brand new venture immaculate conception. But, but an immaculate conception <laughs> yeah but still i think it's uh it's a nice little milestone because um it, you know it feels like uh it's something that uh potentially may not have happened at all it might have just yeah. all fallen apart and gone to shit mm. completely were it not for the fact that the the three of us have managed to kind of wrangle something i hope you listeners will agree sort of vaguely listenable <laughs> out of the re- the wreckage of uh of our, pre- our previous venture <laughs> and i'm sure we'll make not not a, a, not a too few little um snidey Digs. remarks or me me being the main one who will do that yeah. um you know because it's been a year now and it? it's been a year so yeah. i feel like you know happy to have <laughs> legit snidey digs all over the place but what we thought we'd do is you know after a year 
ask us anything ask us anything and we will answer as many of your questions as we humanly possibly can we put it up on facebook we put it up on twitter we put it on the download festival forum or somebody Ooh. else did actually i Ooh. should say somebody else yeah you don't see the wild questions. west <laughs> yeah they're, no they're all right they're all right there on the down i yeah. I, I like the guys on the downward um form apart from one guy who probably doesn't listen to this but um he's done a runner now he's pathetic <laughs> um but, <laughs> but um yeah and and on threads as well Oh, so you can oh. follow us on all of those platforms. Yeah, I did it on threads. Don't know what that has to do with anything really. But yeah, so we're going to go through as many of these questions as possible. Mm, cool. And I haven't really prepped anything for this show. We don't really Not even to. a song. And we don't need to, do we? No. Do you need no. to? Have you guys prepped anything at all? No. I no. didn't Sam? I didn't get the required reading, so I'm just going to have to wing it. But <laughs> why change yeah. the habit of a year, eh? What a funny story. What a funny story. All right, let's start off on the old Twitter one as well. Let's start with our, our lovely, jolly good friends at the Pub Collaborate in the Pub. Pub. I've said it again. <laughs> You've done it two weeks again. running, I think. You've done it again. You've said it again. I've got Pub. Stop getting the podcast mind. wrong. Uh, pop collaborator listen Dave and Krista I'm going to assume that this was uh, Krista I reckon sent us this what is the best album that Steve Albini has produced that is a good question question. Steve Albini um, I I tell you what I'm going to make I'm going to make this interesting for everyone for everyone listening Um, I'm going to guess that Sam you're going to say McCluskey does Dallas yeah got it in one (laughs) and Gaz (laughs) I think you just answered this on Twitter, didn't you? Yeah, I got too excited that I realised I really yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really should be looking at this thread, so I haven't since then. Right. So you said, "Vent four one four self titled." Yeah. Okay. Jesus Lizard's liar and raised by suitcase by Bush. Surely, look. I hate to be the fucking the, the in obvious it. pick, right? Oh no, it's in, it's in utero. In you, it's yeah. got to be in uterus. Sure, I mean, yeah. Utero, my my head says really? in utero, but my heart does go for McCluskey do Dallas. Um, but I mean, mm. Steve, I mean, he's got a a, a fucking stellar back catalogue of production credits. In fact, actually, on a Martin Gaz's little record excursion yesterday, he spotted and then put it back, so I immediately grabbed it and went and paid it. Uh, <laughs> I was the, like, uh, this isn't for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the bulldozer, twelve inch. So I'm a very happy Steve Albini based bunny at the moment. Mm. oh right yeah. okay good mm. i'm just looking at um steve albini's um oh God, i do his, I, his... I do prefer his original version of in on the kill taker to the one that came out right okay i mean yeah. i always thought i would prefer his version of in utero i always wanted to hear that mm. yeah and then i heard it yeah it's not it's not as good and then i thought it's actually not as good is it but it's i think it's actually is good but is that because you've had you know, whatever it was, twenty odd years before that box set came out of the version that was released. Yeah, you... was it was it Scott Lit? That... Yeah, Scott, Scott Lit. Yeah. Mm. Well, he, re- he remixed the singles, didn't he? I don't think he, he did, yeah. did much else. But... Well, I don't know because you listen to that version, and it is a bit, it's a bit different. I mean, I think those songs, I think songs like "All Apologies," for example, I think they sound that Kurt might not have wanted them to be quote-unquote pretty right but i think they actually suit uh, they suit a bit of softening up mm-hmm. if you like yep. i think personally yeah do you know what i mean i think that 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 makes sense to me um i'm just looking at his uh, production credits here steve albini and he's done a lot of fucking great stuff to be fair yeah. to me oh, like, yeah pods by the breeders yeah uh, all roads to fault by your code name is milo he did the eye of every yep. storm 
by Neurosis. Oh, shame. Uh, they're not meant to be uh, yeah. nice about them, are they? Um, Unsung the Best of Helmet. I don't think he did any of them. No. <laughs> did he? But like, he did a bit of that. Um, what else he got? Like, he done a mono album. He did... Uh, he did Slint's first mini album. Tweez. He did. He did the song In the Meantime by Helmet. I mean, oh, that really? might be up there. Mm, he did, I didn't, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know that he did, you know, like Comfort by Failure. I didn't know, I didn't know that he did that. He's a, he's a busy man. He is a busy man. He's done a lot. Even in 1993, it looks like he's done like... I mean, 1993 did Riddim Me <laughs> by wow. PJ Harvey. Yeah. He did In Utero. He did uh, The Rung EP by Mule. He did Toast by Tar. Nice. He did a various artists, a Beavis and Butted experience. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what he did to that. Um, he did cr- Uncredited with Craw by Craw. Um, 24-hour revenge therapy, uncredited or credited as Fluss. 24-hour revenge therapy by, by Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. Yeah, he did a fucking, he's done a lot. That's a yeah. pretty, pretty crazy amount of stuff that he's done. Yeah, he's good, Steve Albini. I think, like, he would be, um, he, like, he wouldn't rank as my favourite producer, but I think he'd certainly be in, he'd be in the top 10, I reckon. I oh, mean, yeah. I couldn't say much higher than that, I've got to be honest, but, like, because, I think he's done a lot of stuff that I'm just like, this is just a bit noisy mm. and it doesn't quite work for me. But it seems like more, both you guys, more your sort of thing, really, I would imagine. Oh, I love a bit of harsh noise. Yeah. yeah. You do. Yeah. <laughs> I like the harsh noise when it's got some hooks. I agree, to be fair. Like, you know. Uh, that's why I like noise rock and not just noise. Like, I, no. I, I'd, ra- <laughs> I'd rather listen to Big Black than Mersbo. Fair. Sue me. Oh, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? But mate, I, I can't see past in utero, frankly. That's totally fair enough. I mean, it is it's the best Nirvana album and they're one of the best bands ever. So, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, Lenny Reed says, who does a guy have to blow around here to get a personal top five, top ten pop albums of all time from you two? Well, <laughs> he's, that's, he's not on the that's podcast. A very old, that's, a very old, that's a very old friend of mine. Hello, Lenny. You all right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've said it's Sam. So that's who he has Fine. to blow. So are you happy with that, Sam? Well, buy me dinner first and we'll see how the, thing, <laughs> see how the night goes. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I actually, what I was thinking about doing was doing, creating, again, my idea from the previous podcast, the Venn diagram of, right, I think you should do the Venn diagram of True Cult Pop at some point. Ooh. Go on then. Mm. And actually pick like each well not right now, obviously, but like yeah, you pick one, yeah. one go on then. Go on then. Go on then. Take every music genre and define it by five artists and Easy. right now. Go on again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but I would like to do that. Top top ten pop albums I think would be pretty good. I mean, me and Gaz, again, patreon.com forward slash true cop pop, we were arguing about what could be considered the two greatest pop albums of all time. Um yeah. songs about fucking and atomizer, yeah. <laughs> obviously I'm quite interested in your um, just off the top of your head Sam you got a, you got a top five favourite pop albums ever oh god um, I don't think I could do it off the top of my head I think obviously okay. I like pop music but it's not something that I have consumed in album form for a great deal of my life so no I don't think I could off the top mm-hmm. of my head I mean Listen Without Prejudice Volume 1 would have to be in there I think that's fucking incredible yeah, um, yeah. yeah. bad by Michael Jackson, obviously. Uh, yeah, I I struggle to put together a, a kind of a ranked top five, to be honest. Uh, come back to me next year. 
I'll do it then. Gaz, do you want to give a little shout out for what your top five might be? A top five, top five pop albums. Yeah. Uh, well, like a prayer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, listen with that prejudice, volume one. Probably while we get uh, on. Rio, yeah, Rio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here he is. Uh, Rio, what's that? That's four. And oh. in the constellation of the Black Widow. Yeah, probably the Definitely. first ro- first ro- yeah self-titled debut by Roachford. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just saw that yesterday. In beetroot. Yeah, already had it, mate. Uh, already got it. Uh, <laughs> you can still find them. <laughs> you can still find. Go them. Go on, Steve. I can That's see you're it. itching to give yours. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, cause I'm fucking part of this podcast, aren't I? I can <laughs> Not give now. No. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think yeah, bad definitely. Mm. Um, Rio, definitely. Yeah. Uh, if that counts. Um, maybe actually by the Pet Shop Boys. Mm, yeah. Oh, good shout. Yeah, mm-hmm. I is mean, that, I know. Is that the one that's got a heart on it? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll swap Roach for, for, for that. Yeah. So, what have I done to deserve this on that? Yeah. Rent, heart, shopping. Domino uh, dancing. It's, it's a sin. It's a sin. Uh, no, Domino dancing is on uh, the next. Uh, is on introspective. Um, right. Yeah, it's a sins on it, which oh, is obviously yeah. amazing. Um, so I'd whack that in there. Yeah. I would maybe, possibly, go with Justified by Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I think oh, is good yeah. Yeah. up there. Great shout. Could I and have then... Violator in my top five pop albums? It's synth no. pop. It's too dark, but like, yeah, you can't have that. All right, fine, nah, fine, nah, whatever. You could, have, you could have, you could have Dare by Human League, but you, I don't think you could have. Yeah, you can have Construction yeah. Time again by Depeche Mode. Not top yeah. five, no. Or a yeah, Broken nah. Frame. No. Nah. Keep going. Um, and I would probably have. So what I had? Pet Shop Boys, Duran Duran, bad, bad, probably would. I mean, like a prayer. Yeah, it it might be like a prayer, or or I don't, could I have Parallel Lines by Blondie? No, 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 no. Because nah. nah, it's well, it's rubbish. I don't, you shouldn't have that in there anyway. Oh, what? The Jeez. most overrated band of all time. Fuck off, mate. Jesus. Whoa. All right. Jesus. Jesus. Where's this come from? Oh, oh no. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. Ah, if that yeah. counts, I'll, I'll I'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair. Okay. Yeah, okay, there you go. I'm happy with that. I do think leaving Like a Prayer out is mental, but... Yeah. That is mental. That That is is actually quite mental. Mm. But yeah, I mean, look, that's just off the top of our head. Maybe we'll do a proper one of that one day. What's your fucking beef with Blondie, Gaz? Stephen Hill from from Overton asks, what's Gaz's beef with Blondie? Yeah, well, well, he did bring it up. I've always thought, I've always thought they were rubbish. I don't. I've really? never liked. De- yeah, I've never liked Debbie Harry's voice. Uh, I think Heart of Glass is awful. Um, okay, well, it's Corby's all right. I, I I can't stand one way or another. Even before it kind of got a second lease of life on a bloody All of You advert or whatever. Um, I really like Debbie Harry's solo career stuff. I want that man is a legit banger. You know, French kissing is. in the USA and all that. Maria, Atomic, Call Me, yeah, Rapture. Atomic, Atomic Sleeper did a better version of it on Trainspotting. Oh, here he is, Britpop Memories. Oh, 
We'll be having another question, Steve. <laughs> Denis? Denis? Yeah, Denis? Yeah. Denis? Yeah. No, Denis. Terrible. Terrible song. Unbelievable. Nah. Uh, okay, fine. Nah. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, David Brady says, which artist or band have you discovered in your time doing this version of the podcast? Um, hold on. Which band or artist have you discovered in your time doing this version of the podcast? Have you discovered that you... And what? hold in high regard. Oh, I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Um, oh, basically, who have we discovered since yeah, doing really this like, that you're like, yeah. oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. Sam? Uh, well, I've got two. So I've got one uh, that is maybe just me on my own. Uh, the Twilight Sad, since we did a Your Cult Pop on um, yeah. their last album, I thought, fuck me, this band are amazing. They were a bit of me. I think the one that we'll probably all agree on, though, Sam Cooke, innit? Oh, Discovering mate. Sam Cooke. Well, yeah. as, as I remember the two of us saying, Steve, uh, when we were doing the Find the Finest on live albums, Sam Cooke, a, a revelation in my life. Absolutely yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I love Sam Cooke. Yeah. I absolutely fucking love Sam Cooke. That is a great shout. Mm. That is a great, great shout. Mm. Um, who else have we done a podcast this short i actually well gas go on i mean i'm hoping you're gonna say suicide silence well, obviously <laughs> <laughs> obviously because that's saying next question um i mean gabriel's yeah brilliant. uh nation nation of language just yeah i love that fucking chef's kiss mm-hmm. um yeah uh, no name they're probably they're probably the three really that i've kind of really like being properly obsessed with that I'd mm. never really kind of either hadn't heard before or just never really gone in on mm. before. Um, obviously, Earn. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Therapy. 100 Reasons. <laughs> you know, Milloy. <laughs> Milloy. Yeah, there he is. Uh, <laughs> I, I would also add in Sam Fender for me. Fair. Yeah, you loved because I, I don't love that seventeen I'm, going on. I am I am stoked that you like that as much yeah. as uh, I was pretty convinced you would. Yeah, I I think I've gone back to that a fair bit, and I've gone back to yeah. his first album. Yeah, first a fair album. bit now, and I and like, he is he is he's the thing. He's gonna he's be the real I deal. Really hope he's gonna fucking stick around and be you know I think you will uh, a, a sort of a festival a legit kind of festival headliner yeah. for a while. Like I hope he doesn't. You know, slip down and just have this kind of moment, and I don't, I'm not sure. No, will, I, I think I, it's just too good. I generally a don't think really. so. I think that I yeah. think with the ne- whenever the next album comes out, say next year or whenever, um, he might end up being too big to headline festivals. It might be. Like it, it bit... might be Wembley. Yeah, it I, could I happen. Could definitely see with that a, happen with a with a shared bill of decent acts, obviously. But I could see him doing Wembley Stadium next summer. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, to mm. be honest. Mm. Um, David Berry says, what's the best vinyl you own? And not referring to the music on the record, but the cover art, sleeve, design, inserts, colour of the vinyl, etc. The complete package. Complete package. Tough. That is a tough one, that. I... That is a tough one. I'm just looking over yeah. at my vinyl now. Uh, yeah, me too. I would probably say... <laughs> well, mine's in the other room, so... Uh, but I would yeah. probably say, for me, I think... We might have had a question along these lines when Steve, when uh, you and I did the the six month Q and A. Um, yeah, I th- and I think that my answer is going to stay the same. I've got the Fear Inoculum five disc box set, and that is Ooh. beautiful, beautiful. 
Yeah. Although mm. for my birthday this year, as Kaz knows, finally actually opened it yesterday, but I got the um, <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon 50th anniversary <laughs> box set as well, and that's pretty fucking nice. But I, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the super deluxe, oh, like, like yeah, mega, mega one. But um, yeah. I think I'd it's probably like go with that Fear Inoculum one, man. It is fucking mm. lovely, the stuff they've done with that. Oh, I'm sort of trying to think in terms of like, yeah, like presentation and stuff and all the extras. Mm. Um, I'd probably actually go with, um, oh, I'm trying to think now. Um, the White Pony reissue is fucking great. That is lovely. You get the, re- yeah, get the yeah. remix LP it's with good. it. That's lovely, lovely package. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the, 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 the deluxe reissue of um, Ultrasound's debut, like, aka the, the, the the Brit death knell of Britpop. The death knell of Britpop. Yeah, I, I actually, I think I alluded to this when we were chatting to um, Mr. Britpop Memories a couple of months back. But they, yeah, they did a lovely kind of like triple vinyl set and it's got like four CDs with it and a DVD and a huge booklet with loads of photos and like a kind of biog and step-by-step kind of track-by-track guide to the whole thing. And yeah, it's a, it's a really, really nice package and I picked it up for a decent price. Lovely stuff. Mm. I'll probably go with that. Um, I think my Factory Communications box set of all the nice. singles of Factory Records is probably the thing that I get out and just go, look at how lovely this is. Like, but, don't, but, really... but don't play them because they're singles and, and they're fucking annoying because they've got one song. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Well, no, no, because they're kind of, it's basically like it's four or five. It's, it's a five LP set. Oh, so right. it's like a comp, right. basically. Right. But it's okay. got all of the the singles on it so it's got you know like um it got, i mean having um an lp that's got like step on and kinky afro by the happy mondays nice. and it's also got world in motion on it um <laughs> i'm not gonna do the rap i'm, I'm not, not asking you <laughs> oh go go on then I'll <laughs> do, well, if, you keep, if you keep not asking <laughs> I'll, I'll have to do it yeah. um no and uh that is really good and it's got loads of sort of handwritten stuff inside it like from martin hannett's notes and stuff it's got the kind of original like Amazing. big presence of the original artwork on it and stuff it's got like obviously those very very unusual odd fac 07 mm. fac 50 like the, yeah. the weird numbers that factory yeah. records used to put on all of their um and all their stuff because i i, I they've got the weird factory records has got the weirdest um numbering system of any record label in history i think surely mm. are you aware yeah. of this sam how they the stuff that they ordered and the way that they ordered stuff in factory i'm not sure that i am enlighten me well the first release on factory records was a club night right uh, <laughs> uh, uh the, like just some of their bands played right. and that was like fac 01 so mm. the uh, um the factory sampler the one with you know a certain ratio and joy division <laughs> on um that was 02 and then i think there's stuff like there was a, there's a, a a cardboard model of the hacienda was like fac 67 <laughs> that you yeah. could like build yourself well that, that's a bit and like what, um, that's a bit like what federal prison uh, prisoner do now like greg's label um mm. i've got a hoodie that is fp 4.12 or whatever and that is like oh right okay. so i think federal prisoner release that. four was some of their merch line kind of divvied up oh like really that. okay yeah, yeah absolutely because the, the last i believe the last thing released on so the t- two of the last released on factory records one was 24-hour party people right and the, i think the last release on factory records was tony wilson's coffin <laughs> did you know that oh, really? i didn't know that yeah no. 
Yeah, yeah. Wow. Tony Wilson's Coffin is a Factory Records official Amazing. Factory Records release. Of course it is. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So, Actually, um, on, the, on the subject of uh, Factory Records and very nice package things, um, quite morbid, really, I suppose. But on my 21st birthday, my dad gave me my inheritance. He is still alive, for the record, uh, almost mm. nine years later. But he gave me... Um, his original Joy Division seven inches, and so I've got an original seven inch of an ideal for living in the kind of like you know paper packaging. Holy fuck! Fucking hell! Yeah, mate. Yeah. Wow! I've got an original. How much sword. is that worth? I think it's up to about three grand now. Blimey. I've got an original sword of sentimental as well. That one's not quite as gorgeous to look at, but I'm still like fucking hell. I need to handle this with like coin collectors white... gloves. Yeah, get the white gloves on. Yeah, man. Mm. Wow. I mean, they're the ones that excite me a bit more than the sort of the new fangled packages, to be honest, mm, because mm. I think there's something about getting, you get it old. Like I've, you know, I've bought the Beatles White Album, Isha demos, and I'm like, yeah, I've got that for now. But my dad's got a, my dad's got the White Album from the day it came out. Wow. wow. Right, the first thing of it, right? And An actual numbered not, one. No, 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 no. It's not All a numbered right. one because they're worth about fucking 50 grand, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're worth yeah. absolutely insane yeah. amounts of money. But he's got one from like the day of release. And uh and i i'm more excited about that than i am the the nice new shiny package you know what i mean like I, that that to yeah. me is more exciting i think yeah. personally hmm. so um mate that's amazing you've got that fucking yeah. joy division 7 inch you never told me that <laughs> tell him about your joy division <laughs> <laughs> profit on that uh profit definitely <laughs> profit on that because that probably costs about <laughs> eight quid um <laughs> eight quid for not back then I, no jesus probably like no, three shillings <laughs> yeah two and six <laughs> Um, all right, what else have we got here? Uh, Henry, MCFC. I'm assuming he's a Manchester City fan. You're having a Ooh. nice time, aren't you, Henry? Um, he might not be. Uh, <laughs> seeing as all three of you are huge Partridge fans, what's your opinion on the more recent Alan Partridge contact, content, say, Alpha Papa onwards? Uh, Alpha Papa's got one of my favourite Partridge jokes. Jokes, you know, Jeff, Su- Jeff, Just that Pat. I like Jeff Susan, where he's like, we pretend to be on the phone when Pat comes in to say goodbye. And he says, okay, thanks, Susan. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, see. And it rings. He goes, yes, that's the problem. Okay, right. See you later, Jeff. And he's like, Jeff, Jeff Susan. (laughs) And then he speaks to him. And then Pat goes, I'll let you get on with Jeff. And he goes, okay. And he goes, Jeff. And psychic Simon goes, Jeff Susan. And it's, (laughs) it's, it's really, it all happens really quickly. But it's it's really funny, and I think the idea that somebody would be called Jeff Susan, yeah. <laughs> that is inherently funny to you. <laughs> it's a funny, it's a funny name. So I like that. I think Alpha Papa is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This time is good as well. I liked Probably. this time, but I think the bits of this time that work are when Alan is doing his, you know, kind of dispatches investigate style little mini documentaries. When it goes back to the studio, I think it, it's all right. I think the second series is a bit stronger, but yeah, I think this time's okay. I really liked um, Scissor Dial. I thought that was hilarious when that came out. Absolutely brilliant. Him uh, working mm. on the checkouts in uh, in Tesco's. Oh, drawing a half that's hour. amazing. That's brilliant. I've not listened to any of the audiobooks or any of the Oast House podcasts, but I have uh, mm. other friends who are massively into Partridge as well who say that they swear by the uh, particularly Nomad. The Oast House. Uh, well, I think Nomad, they say, is the best Steve Coogan Partridge thing that has ever been released. They say it's absolutely really? fucking hilarious. And I think I I think it's called the I Partridge, We Need to Talk About Alan. That is yeah. his, his fictional autobiography that recounts all of the events of uh, knowing me, knowing you, and I'm Alan yeah. Partridge, but him telling his versions yeah. of them—that that sounds amazing to me. But I've not. Oh, it, 
I've li- yeah, I've listened to that. Is, is that the one where he ends he ends every kind of story with "and I had the last laugh"? Needless to say, <laughs> yeah, needless, yes. to say ne- needless to say, I had the last laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened to I listened to that audio book years ago. I th- actually, I think Lenny Lenny Reed, the previous um, guy who asked the question earlier, he actually lent me that years ago. On, it, was, it was on like a it was like a CD, but it was like about ten CDs. Yeah, about seven hours long. Have you given it back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good. You got your big yeah, plate. Yeah. Oh, we go. Hey, we can listen to podcasts. We go. I'm really glad they answer my question, sort of. And then he'll go. Hold on, he's still got my Alan Partridge CDs. And then he'll be angry and he'll unsubscribe. Yeah. Guys. So oh. you've got to be careful. But Sorry. No, no, it's fine. all good. I genuinely gave it back. Uh, there's an episode of uh, Alan Partridge's Oat House or whatever it's called, uh, the, the the podcast, where he goes. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Dave Benson from Pop Collaborate Listen About, where he goes to like, uh, what's like potholing on on his own. (laughs) He has an argument with his friend about his friend's wife cutting the ham too thick in their sandwiches. And it is honestly one of the fucking funniest things I've ever heard in my life. It is so, so, so funny. I think, yeah, I, I think that it's good. I mean, the thing is, is that, I can watch I'm Alan Partridge season one and two and yeah. yep. I was watching exactly. it this weekend I, I was watching yeah. it yesterday I, yeah and it, yeah. it makes me laugh every time even like to the like when I when they go like no offence Lynn I start to laugh before she goes none taken like that is just so incredibly funny my, f- my favourite line that I've just been saying kind of apropos of nothing because i have a decent grasp of latin working in a pub in leicester um is i just sort of, someone will say something like a regular who i could have a bit of a laugh with and they'll just go oh he's probably quite in partridge they'll say like oh you know x y and z and i'll go really i thought you just drew pictures of mice <laughs> <laughs> every line of those two series is just, every single line yeah. is just note perfect yeah. it's so funny uh, but yeah, oh. post Alpha Papa stuff I think is pretty good. Uh, what I, what I've been uh, party to, I have very much enjoyed. Yeah, oh, same. yeah, yeah, good. Same. I'm glad I'm glad that's sorted. I think he's <laughs> I think he's finally kind of acknowledged that you know part he Partridge is his most famous character. Oh yeah, and he's he's kind of warmed to that. Well, I saw mm. Steve I Coogan. God, when would it have been? Um, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was when I was still living in Norwich. It was certainly pre-2000 and... It had been pre-2012, because that's when the Theatre Royal closed for refurbishment. It was prior to that. He did a show that was Steve Coogan Presents Alan Partridge and his other less oh, successful characters. But it was yeah. fucking shit. Yeah. I thought he was embarrassing that night. Yeah. Really, yeah, really great. bad. And I heard Strategy Live was f- appalling. Yeah, well. I watched awful. that. I yeah. didn't like that either. That wasn't very good. What a shame, because, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, not the greatest but ah, well. um so anyway to, yeah stick to the classics yeah that's what uh that's what i think as well um all right rob johnson says steve hello rob do you have any decent legal cover in case <laughs> sam or gaz want to sue you for a ridiculously high sum of money yeah my uh brother-in-law's a lawyer actually <laughs> yeah. so i just really? forward all of all you've of these never t- yeah you've never said that before steve oh god <laughs> no, i thought no, you just had no, the negatives no. of that weekend yeah um yeah so my brother-in-law's a a lawyer so just in case i do get any mad rambling nonsense from either of you two um you know uh just because i don't want to do any podcasts with you anymore and you think that that entitles you to lots of money uh 
you know, theoretically, if that had happened, obviously it'd be mad if that happened, wouldn't That'd it? Be ridiculous. Be absolutely, absolutely mad, wouldn't it? It'd be a mad thing to just be like, oh, we get on Zoom and talk about music for an hour once a week. You, You're you, basically that, Jay that, Rogan. That, that entitles <laughs> me to £80,000 or something. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I just send it, I send it all over to my brother-in-law, who's an actual lawyer. And he just sort of, he loves it. He laughs, he laughs his head off. And uh, and then he says, what is this? And then I go, oh, it's Sam and Gaz have gone mad. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's what would happen, theoretically. You know, theoretically speaking, if that were ever to happen. But I'm sure it won't, because that'd be, that'd be really weird, wouldn't it? That'd be a weird yeah, thing to do. Very silly thing Ooh. to do. Oh, you're odd. <laughs> you're odd. That is one of the digs at uh, the old podcast, by the way, if you didn't get that. <laughs> Um, it was quite subtle, the, Steve, the, so I'm glad, I'm glad you clarified. really subtle. Mm. Uh, Jack says, how do you listen to music the most? On headphones while staring deeply at the album artwork or on a speaker whilst doing other things? Um, I have found myself only ever really listening to music on my speakers these days, really, because I don't have much reason to put headphones on that much anymore. Mm. I found myself listening to podcasts when I go to the gym, I don't know why, but I have. I used to listen to music quite a lot and I've stopped doing that and I've just sort of started listening to podcasts instead. Yeah. So, and that's the only time I put headphones on really. So yeah, um, on a speaker whilst doing other things. Although the other thing tends to be making notes or writing reviews of the thing that I'm listening to. Mm. So I'm not really doing other things. I'm concentrating quite hard on the music, I guess. Professional. Anyway, that's my answer. Professional. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a van driver for a living, so I'm in the van for about 10, 11 hours a day, and I'm just literally listening to new music and music just pretty much constantly in that period. I don't listen to it as much at home anymore. Um, I guess that's partly because I just want to give my ears a break after 10 hours of just battering them at you know insane volume with podcasts and, uh, and music all day. Mm. Um but I'm kind of so used to like listening to like music that way now that sometimes when I'm I don't know just like um, like this afternoon for example I put on a record and it's just it's I just find it a bit weird not listening to music when I'm behind the when I'm not behind the wheel right kind of strange but that, yeah, is, str- like, that is strange it's weird yeah it's, you know my brain automatically starts thinking well I should be driving really. You know, whilst I've got like Chris Rea on or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> mate, if you're listening to Chris Rea, you should definitely be driving. Definitely Probably be driving. Yeah, get the keys off, off a cliff yes. as well. Um, <laughs> what Not about you, Sam? Uh, I would say mine is about 95% headphones. To be honest, I do a lot of walking, and then certainly when I'm setting up the, uh, well, I say listening intently because we've got uh, a, a playlist at the pub that's on over the speakers. But I've, I've heard all those songs so many thousands of times; they're just in the background. Um, but yeah, when I'm setting up, uh, yeah, setting up pub, going to the gym, whatever, yeah, usually headphones. Although it's been quite nice. Um, I've moved into uh, a new flat with a couple of mates recently, and um, they don't necessarily know everything that's in my record collection. So we do quite often have like, I'll stick this on while we're, I don't know, making tea, having a chat or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. been quite nice. But yeah, I'd say it's about 95% headphones for me. The complete opposite of you, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I do love sticking a record on, though, when I'm, mm. like, cooking dinner. At the end of the day, I mean, there's a few questions coming up about, like, how often you listen to music that you want to review or who's doing this, who's doing that. And sometimes, but if I'm, like, you know, cooking dinner or I'm just sort of sitting down or whatever, I do like just sitting in my chair and having nothing to do. 
I've got quite a comfy office chair in my house and um, putting a record on and just sort of sitting there or, you know, making myself uh, some chips. Um, I, I, I do, or, or a, a cup of tea, yeah, or a cup of tea, um, or preparing myself a salad. I do like to, um, I do like to whack a record on mm. and like just enjoy, oh, this is what it's like when you're, when you've got a record that you love mm. on in the background. It's just nice, quite a comforting thing, I think. Lovely, comforting thing. Don't oh, know if yeah. you guys do that. Obviously not. Oh, yeah, well, no, I love, yeah, I do like <laughs> this to be, I do like this to be music when I'm cooking. I'll give you that. Mm. Yeah. You know, it has to be done. Yeah, but that's that's my my usual thing. Anyway, um, this is a good one. Jay Applesauce says, favorite book you read this year, assuming you've read a book this year. <laughs> probably is worth asking, probably because the you know the old the reading uh, is uh, is going down a bit as far as I know from the Ute. Although I have read I've read a few books this year. How about yeah. you guys? Uh, yeah, well, but best rook, best rook, best book I've read this year is um, in Winwood's Bodies. Oh, nice! It's good. That, I still yeah. need to get yeah, to that. Yeah, it's bloody good. Blimey, it's good. Cautionary tale, mm. and then some. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, very, very good. I think in terms of non-fiction, my favourite one that I've read this year was um, the KLF Chaos Magic and the Bandy Burned a Million Quid by John Higgs. I thought that was fucking incredible. Oh well, but that's exactly what I was going to say. It was yeah. insanely. Oh, I, I've read that, oh, mate. It's ap- it's the best book I've ever read on music. It's absolutely incredible. Um, but wow, in terms of fiction okay. stuff, uh, so I've not finished it yet because uh, it's a hell of an undertaking. I've darted my eyes to the side because I've got my copy right here. But I've been reading Ooh. just today, actually, uh, The Passenger by Cormac McCarthy. Um, oh, I love Cormac McCarthy. I'd, I'd say that on balance, he's probably my favourite author. And I was I was rereading Blood yeah. Meridian earlier this year because uh, a kind of ongoing project I've got. I really like the kind of turn of the century American literature as it shifts over to European modernism. That's the kind of novel I really enjoy. So I'm trying to work my way through the the kind of you know the supposed candidates for the great American novel. So reread Moby Dick, um, which, as I was correct in assuming when I was sixteen, is two hundred pages of an amazing novel and four hundred pages of Herman Melville fucking spunking on about how much he knows about whaling. Uh, but yes, <laughs> I was I was rereading Blood Meridian. I was like, yeah, I think Cormac McCarthy is my favourite Arthur, Arthur, author. And then, and then he Arthur, 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 Arthur Stargate. All right, that's my favourite. Yeah, Arthur Daly. No. Arthur Brown, obviously. But uh, yeah, I was thinking, he he is probably my favourite author. Uh, And then unfortunately passed away, so I thought I'm going to crack on with The Passenger. Uh, And I think for fiction, yeah, that's probably, at the moment, I mean, maybe it all goes wrong at the end. That's my favourite novel that I've read this year. Right, okay. Yeah, man, the KLF, uh, John Higgs book. The KLF, um, Chaos Magic and the Band Who Burnt a Million, I think is really, really great. I wrote, uh, I read that on holiday, when I was on holiday. And then I started reading, when I finished it, because it's so good, I read it in about a day in the morning, and um, he reads a book a day, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and uh, I started reading uh, Hacienda, How Not to Run a Nightclub by Peter Hook, mm, thinking nice. it was a sort of similar time period, mm. and I just couldn't get through it, because Peter Hook, uh, he, he writes like... <laughs> like he's writing on graffiti on a toilet wall like <laughs> something <laughs> water, all over my whatever and then I went down to the club and core people were there you know and then they all got in a fight one bloke wanna smack me do you oh yeah I will I'll smack you and then he said that and I said I'll smack him and so I did and I was like 
What what a night. Wow. <laughs> I've read about three pages of it and I was like, I'm not reading this yeah, fucking fair. nonsense. Um, yeah, it, it was a bit much. It was a bit much. But that, yeah, that KLF book can highly recommend it. It's fucking brilliant. It's a, Absolutely yeah. fucking brilliant. Exceptional. Mm. Uh, Frog Food on the download forum asked us a couple of questions. Said, are there any albums you reviewed which you've done a complete 180 on over time and repeated plays? Something you loved and now hate. Something you hated hated and now love. Now love. I don't think in the time I was reviewing records with you, Steve, that I've 180'd on anything. I don't think there's been that drastic a change. Um, Stubborn. Yes. Stubborn little rat. Steadfast. (laughs) That's why they called me the the mollusk of podcasting. Yeah. I will not be moved. Uh, Yeah. uh, None that immediately spring to mind. Okay. Gaz, you got any? Recently? <sighs> I got a hard question. Go I got, on, I got one if you want to think about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. On. my first listen to the last Architects album, I was like, this is crap. Mm. Uh, this is actually crap. And now I love it. Mm. I think mm. it's better than the last two Architects albums. Yes, Holy Hell. I include Holy Hell in that. I think it's better than the last two Architects albums. And I like the fact that... I actually like the fact that it's not that challenging. I mean, yeah, it sounds like Sempaternal, but not quite as good. But mm. I do... I, I found myself going... I just whack that on and it's super catchy. Super duper catchy. Really, really easy. It, it You know, it all of that, like, oh, they're the hyper-technical 10-minute long... You know, like the stuff that I really did like about Architects it doesn't scratch any of those itches for me, but then I've got those albums that do do that. Mm. And I actually find myself going back to, um, uh, I think, what is that uh, album Classic called? Symptoms of a Broken Spirit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I find myself going back to that a lot more than pretty much any of their other albums, mm. bar all our gods, like all our gods mm. and lost together, lost forever. Only ones you really need in it. Don't know about that. I mean, you know, Daybreaker's fucking great as well. And I think, yeah, yeah. you know, the last two before that are good as well. And I think old, um, the the other, oh, again, I've forgotten the fucking name of the other one as well. Like, But yeah, they're, they're all good. Mm-hmm. But I really do, like, I really like the new Architects album. When I first put it on, I was like, oh no, what have they done? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you like every metal so that's my comment. Fair. <laughs> yeah, basically was, yeah. Mm. And then I decided to carry on listening to it. And make a slightly more informed decision. That's and totally fair enough. Here we go. I actually enjoy my life more than I did before, <laughs> before I started moaning about stuff. Yeah, Mad, yeah, would have thought. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Not not something I've reviewed, but um, I was talking to Gaz about this yesterday. Funnily enough, I have. Mm. I've not got super far with it, but I have actually been going through Blur's back catalogue because I've had my strong opinions on Blur, let alone Britpop more widely. Um, and I thought, actually, let's inform this opinion. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard it before, but I will concede that I really, really like Modern Life is Rubbish. I'm still 100% with Dave Fenceman on Park Life. I think there are some great moments on it, but overall it's not an album that does much for me. But Modern Life is Rubbish, I think, has been a bit of a uh, a 180 for me. So Good that. Great yeah, album. It is, great it's very album. good, yes. Uh, you got one yet, Gaz? I'm trying to think, really. I... I, I I guess up until I started, like, you know, doing the podcast full time, I guess I, you know, 
was, you know, can I shock you? I was very set in my ways, and I'd only listened to old stuff that I liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's been, well, yeah, obviously that's been possibly the best thing about like you know taking over from Sam and doing this podcast is, is like being exposed to all this like great great stuff. But all the stuff that you bring to the table is kind of I, you know it, it's kind of stuff that I'm always interested in hearing anyway. I suppose. And initially, I suppose the only thing I could think of, like recently, um, well, when I first heard the new Foo Fighters album, I was just like, oh, same old shit. But actually, now it is actually it's the mm. best thing they've done since Wasted. I'm not saying it's the sound yesterday. It's the best thing they've done since Wasted. Like, I know that's yeah. damning with faint praise, <laughs> not hard really, but it is actually a pretty decent album. What about the excerpts as well? Yeah, well. Yeah, I suppose. Because um, you were dead against I was, reviewing I was it. I remember yeah, you me- yeah. like Gans messaged yeah. me going, I don't think we should review this excerpt's album because no. I, I do not like it. And then I a few fuck, yeah. days down the line, I was like, okay, we can drop it. And you were a bit more like, no, actually, I've, I've come around to it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that's, it. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Like, first time I listened to it, I was just like, what have you done? Because, you know, like I said, when we reviewed it, that previous album was, was my album of the year. Mm. Um, in um, 20, 18. 18. 18, yeah. Blimey, fucking hell, five years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, the new Excess album. I haven't actually listened to it that much since we reviewed it, but f- from, li- from the first listen being, this is fucking terrible. Why have you destroyed one of my favourite UK bands? To actually come around to it and go, actually, this is really, really good. There's some really good ideas on there. It does still sound a bit half-finished to my ears. But there's a lot of good, there's enough good stuff on there that I would like to see them live again. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to see them live actually. Yeah, that's mm. good. Uh, Declan Ross says, "Can you do a remake of the A to Z of Awful from Steve's previous podcasts?" Yeah, why not? You can yeah. do that. You can do that. Do that one day. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Give us a teaser, mm. Gaz. What would be your A? Would it be the band A? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's funny, isn't he? Hey. Oh, A to Z, A to Z of awful, blimey! They put me on the spot. A, uh, asshole, Arsholes. Simmons. Oh, there we go. Yeah, singing along similar go. lines. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll yeah. give you, I'll give you my why because I just thought about it today for some reason. Don't say yes. Okay. The, f- the f- no, What's I'm not going to say yes. Yeah. Where's your cut off? Um, uh, the film yesterday, where oh, the guy forgets yeah. about the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is dog shit. a fucking disaster mm, on yeah. literally every single fucking level. Yeah. As a film, as a concept, yeah, as a ruined terrible. idea. But they, they did they did that idea 30-odd years ago in Bloody Goodnight Sweetheart, where Nicholas mm. Lindhurst's character would sit at the piano in the pub and he would start playing a Beatles song and go, yeah, yeah I, ju- I just wrote this. And it was like, he'd be playing fucking Penny Lane or Yesterday or something. Yeah. I was like... <sighs> Well, do you know the, the idea? Do you know where the idea came from? Because this is what I think is the sort of the sad thing about this this film, right? Is yeah. that for those who don't know, it's about a guy who uh, is like a struggling musician, and he gets hit by a bus, and, a lo- and there's like a solar eclipse, and all the lights go out, and all this electricity around the world goes out, and the whole world goes dark. And when he wakes up, um, nobody can remember the Beatles. What's weird about it is they also can't remember because I saw it and I was like, okay, so no one can remember the Beatles, and Oasis don't exist anymore. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Funny, uh-huh. yeah, but but the but the Rolling Stones do. Well, didn't Lennon McCartney write their first single? So why yeah, they, exactly. why haven't they changed at all? Plot and Coldplay, Coldplay and Radiohead do as well. And it's like, well, what are you saying? So Oasis 
without the Beatles, they just could not have existed as a band at all. But Radiohead and Coldplay, who obviously are also incredibly influenced by the Beatles, just stayed exactly the same. Yeah. And then Coca-Cola doesn't exist and Harry Potter doesn't exist. And I was sort of going, at first I was like, what have the Beatles got to do with Harry Potter? What have the Beatles exactly. got to do with Coca-Cola? And it's nothing. It's it's nothing. Mm. No. Uh, it's just a shit script. Um, yeah. But the original idea, it was originally called Cover Version. And the guy who wrote it was 65, right? And he'd wow. never sold a script to... He'd never had a movie script bought before. And yeah. his idea, he, he said, he was sitting around, he was going, I'm never, I'm never going to sell a script. And he was like, I've got such bad luck that if Star Wars hadn't have been made, I could write it and it wouldn't get bought. And so he kind of ran with that idea and was like, fucking hell, like, I, I wonder if, you know, if, if no one knew the Beatles were, and I started playing their songs, I wonder if I'd get famous. And he wrote this script, and it's about a struggling musician mm. who gets all of the Beatles material, and goes and plays it in 2019 or 2018, whenever that, that, that film came out, and doesn't get anywhere and has to kind of go, oh shit, it's me. It, like, it's it's me. And, and, you know, and obviously that would be true because I think if you saw like some busker singing, I want to I wanna hold your hand, mm. you wouldn't go, oh my God, the magic. Like so much of why those songs are big are due to the time and the people and, the, <clears throat> and all that stuff. And it just strips that away and goes, no, 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 no. The, the songs are so perfect that they would succeed in the hands of literally anyone. And I just, it's just such a, like, when Richard Curtis got his hands on it and made it into like, oh, and then Ed Sheeran right. discovers him and he becomes this fucking superstar. Yeah. Well, the original script was like, no, no, that, that doesn't happen. That's the point, mm. is that the, the Beatles got big because of the Beatles. So it's just a fucking, it's just dross. It's just absolute fucking dross. Richard, Richard Curtis. Curtis. Richard Curtis making <laughs> yeah. fucking dross We've got again. beef with him. That'll be uh, our... Richard fucking Curtis. We'll <laughs> yeah. do FC as well. Yeah. Do Curtis, comma Richard. Yeah, going we're going to do Richard Curtis nice. yesterday. <laughs> Curtis, we're going to do L. We love. We can do the A to Z of awful Richard <laughs> Curtis yeah. projects. L, yeah. L for love, actually. <laughs> N for Notting Hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, C for, for four relief. weddings and a funeral. Um, uh, here's another one. Daniel Hughes says, "I actually did do something quickly uh, while we're here." Bullshit Matador on Twitter says, "Gremlins or Ghostbusters?" I love Gremlins, but I think it's got to be Ghostbusters for me. Ghostbusters. Full out Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters for me. Yeah, there you go. Take that, lads. Little green bastards. Take that, you mogwai <laughs> wankers. Yeah. yeah. Not I like the guys like... in mogwai. I like mogwai a lot. What's, <laughs> yeah. what's, what, Stuart what, Braithwaite. What, oh, yeah, sorry, but... Stu. What, just because he had a blur of crap t-shirt on in 1998? Yeah, I've revised that my opinion now. That would make Sam now. like him. No, no, yeah. I, I like Modern Life is Rubbish now. Obviously, he's my sworn enemy at this point. Yeah, blatantly. Mm. Uh, Dan, Danny Hugh says, which musical acts can you just not get into no matter what anyone says? For me, <laughs> I cannot get into Queen or ABBA on any level. Fair enough. I respect wow. and appreciate both artists. Unfortunately, I bloody hate both of them. Um, mine... Are the Libertines? I can completely I, understand that they're awful. Yeah, I what, any of I that can't. dog shit noise indie. Yeah, but like some of it is good, some right? It is good. Yeah, like we've had this conversation before. Like some of it is actually good. You know, like I I think Maximo Park are really good. First two Maximo Park albums are great. Mm. I think you know there are you know that first Killers album is really good. I mean oh, that counts. Yeah. Obviously, like then you get Block Party, and Arctic Monkeys, and mm. when I look back to a lot of that stuff. A, it, it's either 
terrible like absolutely yeah. mind-blowingly terrible or really good there doesn't yeah. seem to be a lot of like uh it's all right mm. like they're just yeah. um so but the libertines are the one where i'm just like what am i missing here and i feel like i must be missing something because people just absolutely fucking love that band and i've tried so yeah. hard to go back yeah. to them and go oh this was they were such a kind of conduit and a kind of you know now, now that i have now that i don't just completely dismiss all of that 2000s indie i am gonna go okay well most people think that the libertines are the best ones so why why are they the best ones and every time i listen to them i think can't stand me now is a good song and yeah. i think the story behind it is really good i think every time i listen to them they just sound like i don't know they just sound like a kind of like a, a sort of mighty boosh parody band like a sort of shit just you know, like, yeah. yeah like yeah winkle pickers and pork pie hats and call yeah. blimey governor then i took the skag oh why did you take my skag my love oh, i took your skag oh god i got my winkle pickers there goes amy winehouse down the old <laughs> the old good mixer and it's it's just yeah, yeah it's just i i listen and i'm like it doesn't really make me nostalgic for that time no, no. we've all learned how grotty that time was in the last week haven't we mm. um yeah. and yeah and Can't i just knew that yeah and i just i just i just i don't understand what the appeal of the libertines is at all i can't i can't i i don't even like you know when you look at something and you go i don't really like that but i get it i kind of almost don't even get it with the libertines mm. Mm. Yeah. fair fair i mean one that i do get the appeal of and i massively respect but i've just never particularly enjoyed much of their music at all really um pearl jam like I've tried with Pearl Jam, but I, there's something about it, it just really doesn't move me. And I think their ethos and um, the way they conduct themselves as a band and as you know businessmen, for want of a better word, I think is absolutely fucking brilliant. But there is that subset of the kind of yarling Seattle scene that <laughs> it, it just doesn't do it for me. And it's quite frustrating because I I can see that Pearl Jam are good. They are good at what they do. I can understand why they still play arenas across you know around the world and will pretty much always sell them out um but yeah the one that i've never got on with let alone, you know that's one of those bands that i respect let alone obviously every single brit pop band that the two of you like i mean those i just don't understand the <laughs> at all so but um i think no i think you'll find it's brit rock sam uh no i don't mind brit rock bands it's the brit pop ones i don't like like oasis <laughs> i stood there scowling when high viz did uh what's the story which to be fair i will concede is a really yeah. good song I just don't like yeah, Oasis. It but yeah, I think Pearl Jam would be the one for me. I have tried. I have mm. tried, but yeah. Mm. Okay. Gaz? Uh, well, I, I kind of said all that needs to be said about Blondie, obviously. Yeah. I just don't, Giddy I just up. do not. Shut up. <laughs> um, it passed your bedtime. Um, oh, I, I had one then. It's completely fucking I've gone out my head. You. See if you can phase me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who does your tampons? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, he said, "Yeah, it's libertines." It was. I mean, Razor Light, and I could not understand how how they got fucking no. like legit massive. How how that happened? That they were the ones out of all those kind of you know mid noughties kind of UK kind of indie garage rock whatever you want to call it bands 
they were the ones that got yeah. the biggest. I just. Well, I tell you what, I quite like the Golden Touch, right? I quite like the Golden Touch. Yeah, she has a really good song in it. Fuck. It's the thing, is that like, you could could go, oh, your first single's actually dead catchy. And then you get crap, but people are already kind of investing and you get big. And so I can almost see why a little bit of Razor Light. Mm. Like, they're no ordinary boys, don't get me wrong. But like... (laughs) Who is? Who is, yeah, exactly. Um, But I don't, I get like... I don't know. I just think with with the Libertines, it was like suddenly they were just because their best song comes out on their second album. So they'd already done like one EP and one yeah. album where everyone's like, they're the best thing in the world. And yeah. Mick Jones from The Clash has produced them. And oh my God. And I was just like, yeah. really? Yeah. Really? This is rubbish. It's awful. Yeah. And Razor Light are just a sort of a, a continuation of that. Oh, yeah. A kind of slightly cleaner cut version, less scag, mm. more cocaine, mm. I guess, you know. Mm. Um, a controversial one. Hmm. Um, the Kinks. Hmm. The Kinks. Hmm. That is. I like. I, 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 I like a few. I like a few of the bangers. You know, the ones where they invented heavy metal. You know, the, you really got me, and the obvious ones. I, I do like them. I can have a good time listening to. Yeah. You know, tired of waiting for you. But, you know, everyone seems to go on about. Oh, you know. Oh, the Village Green Preservation Society and all, all these kind of mid-60s albums that yeah. no one bought. There's a reason no one bought them because they're fucking... Ru- Village Green Preservation Society is a rubbish album. How dare you? That's what your Lord and Saviour Damon Albarn based his entire career off. Yeah. It is oh, as yeah. well. He's got a point there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Your spiritual well, king, did it, you know. <laughs> spiritual king. Sir David of Albanshire. More, more arise, arise, Lord Coxon of Grahamshire. <laughs> me, me doth think. Um, no, apart from like you know the, the obvious ones, you know there's, there's a lot of King songs I can quite happily never hear again. I don't really want to hear Lola again. I used to love Lola when I was younger. Box A, no, thank you. Yeah, I kind of um, do feel that about Lola a little bit. Yeah, you know. And, and, and you know, Sunday afternoon, I never need to hear that again. Yeah, you do know. you know? What? Now you're saying it because at first uh, I was Waterloo like, "Waterloo Sunset." I'm like, eh. it's just I, I don't know if they're you know I, I appreciate they're incredibly well written songs, and you know Ray Davis is insanely influential. I get it, of course I fucking get it, but I'm just like, eh. okay, well they're a li- I, I will grant you this. They're looking at their songs now. They're a good singles band. I'll give you that. But why everyone they're raves a about twee, their albums? Aren't they? they are. They are they're a bit twee. Bit twee. I mean, you know, a well-respected man, dedicated follower of fashion, Waterloo Suntech. Oh, well, yeah, dedicated follower of fashion. That can get in the bin. Oh, oh, I can't stand that song. Sunny Afternoon. Tired of Waiting is a great song. Yeah, Tired of Waiting. Those, those like initial three singles, You Really Got Me, All Day Long of the Night, Tired of Waiting for You, they're all amazing. Uh, Dead End, is it Dead End Street? Dead End Street. Yeah. Song. I'll give you that, but, you know. Yeah. Supersonic well, rocket ship. I don't yeah, know. just when they started doing all the, twi- no. you know, the, the kind of early stuff was all right because it was kind of a bit harder edge. But when they started doing all the twee crap, you know, nah. Okay, well, not my bag, know, baby. I, I'm, I'm actually play, not as play. offended by that as I thought I might be when I you, when no. you first said it. Oh, I was lucky. <laughs> <sighs> there you go. Um, uh, Daniel Hughes also, while we're here doing the Daniel's stuff. Um, what other music podcasts would you all recommend that do a similar thing around music? I've tried plenty, but none are as good. Well, look, Daniel. Oh, what a you, lad. He's answered his own correct. question. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, 
to uh, to say that none are as good. You're quite right. Um, I really like Pop Collaborate and Listen. Yeah. That's my favourite, mm-hmm. I think, um, about yeah, music. I also like... Is there any other music ones that I like? Do I listen to any music podcasts? I'm not even sure that I do, to be honest. I'm just looking at what podcasts uh, I know. So I could tell you what other podcasts I listen to, but none of them are really that musical to be honest no uh, i like wrestle me but that's on patreon and it's not even a thing hellbent for metal if you want a metal oh, podcast sure. yes. hellbent for yeah. metal Hell would metal, be metal, the one that i would say um but apart from that a year in horror i like a lot not the top 20 podcasts i like a lot kick quickly kevin willie score and track one side one would be the only, the only ones i'm actually subscribed to you know mm. fair, um i've listened to word in, i've listened to word in your ear for years Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, Mark Allen and David Hepworth like the, like two old, very old school kind of um, music journos like from like Smash It so I think they presented the old grade whistle test well and or, you know that's, all, that, that's always a good one to listen to um, obviously um, Pop Collaborate and Listen uh, Final Transmission which is, is kind of a new podcast um, my, mate, um, my mate Sam not that one well not um, mate so. Nah, no, that's fine then. <laughs> Just mark out my mate Sam. Yeah, there we go. My best mate Sam Russo. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about kind of um, uh, horror films. It's a really good podcast. Uh, Steve over at, um, not that one, um, uh, Korean Back Issues. That's always great fun to listen to. Absolute nostalgia. Yeah, and, I've um, not listened to that yet. I should listen mm. to that, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's bloody wonderful. And uh, yeah, and there's a good one called Music and Film Saves the World. Decent. Okay. Yeah. Sam, you got any? Uh, nah. Honestly, music podcast. I literally listen to this when I'm not on it, and I listen to Pop Collaborate and listen. That's it. The only other podcasts I listen to regularly, um, to be honest, my favourite one at the moment is called Mum Can't Cook, which is these two guys from these two sister YouTube channels that are all gaming focused and stuff. Um, right. They're games journalists, but they do, you know, kind of these things with a certain amount of pithy levity because they're British, so they've actually got a, a amusing, wry sense of humour. But they do this mm. podcast where they're reviewing every Disney Channel original movie, and I think it highlights <laughs> the thing that I love about podcasts. It's not actually the content that's being discussed; it is the chemistry between the two people doing it, and I think that is fucking hilarious. Mm. And then, other than that, uh, Kermode and Mayo's take. Every now and then I'll dip into like the Adam Buxton podcast or whatever. But no, music wise, it is it is just it's this and uh, yeah, pop collaborating. Mm. Particularly, I was going to say when they asked the question earlier, but I didn't want to see like I was blowing smoke up their ass. I assume they've both turned off by this point, so it's fine. I've been catching up on pop collaborating. Listen, I've been listening to it uh, the majority of my time uh, this week. Actually, yeah, very very good. I like it it's a lot. Great. It's yeah. really good. Great. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Listen to uh, that, Stephen basically. Payne says on our Facebook says, "What are the statistical chances of Patreon album review requests being selected?" Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I what I would say is that statistic. There is no. There is no method to this other than. Um, so obviously there was a list previously of everybody's suggestions which has now gone into the old i into fat there are some that i just there are some that i just don't see anymore right there are some that i just i can't find them anymore they're gone um i don't have access to them unfortunately otherwise i would go back and uh, and check stuff um so what i find myself doing is just writing them down at the moment as they come in and 
if it's somebody and you know we get people who and they're quite welcome to do this but if you are someone who suggests an album and then we do it and then you go thanks for doing it here's three more suggestions we are probably going to wait a little while before you do yeah. it um yeah. that isn't always been the case because sometimes we'll see an album and i'll go oh fuck i really want to do that that'll be really yeah. good that'll be really interesting and mm -hmm. so we'll do it um if you're somebody who hasn't had one selected my suggestion to you is to do basically what steven's done here and go hello can you Get fucking <laughs> can you pick one of my albums i mean that's actually not what he's done here he's just no. asking a question i've no. maybe read a little bit too much into that i don't know <laughs> um but uh yeah basically like and also i mean i guess think will it be an interesting podcast i get you know do you know like i suppose if you're suggesting it you obviously assume that album will make an interesting podcast but there are some where and that I, i'd done before back in the day some of the shorter ones where people suggested quite underground quite random albums from quite underground bands and that's if you hear that album and you go oh my god this is incredible. This is a brilliant, 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 brilliant record. That means you can go into that podcast and go, oh my God, guys, this person suggested this. I've never heard it before. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. good God. It's great. Where they come from, what happened, and you get really excited and you want, to, you want to talk about it. If you get it and it's something which you're like, yeah, you know, it's all right. It's fine. It's all right. Like, I don't mind. Or, you know, oh, I didn't really like it that much. That then becomes like... <sighs> just not that engaging particularly for the people that are listening to it mm. is what i would i would suggest right so yeah. um so the statistical chances i mean i i think it, it depends on have you had one picked before and is your selection um and in going to be an engaging listen because mm. you know we've said this with um with like what we're doing with the reviews and stuff really this is meant to be entertainment i can i can sort of appreciate right now you're going it's meant to be entertainment is it Stephen Hill? why don't you start doing something entertaining rather yeah. than like pissing, pissing on about like why and how you pick fucking albums for your patron page which, <laughs> which i know most of you don't aren't even fucking signed up to so you know, at, at least at least fucking three quarters of you aren't signed up to it so um you know maybe maybe do that uh and then you can suggest something and then you'll be more likely that the, the further away you are from yeah. suggesting and having had a you know an album of yours picked then i would say the less likely you are to actually get one but i don't mind people literally going on our patreon page and going mate you you have yeah. never i've been a patron for fucking years and you've never picked yeah. one of mine and that will make me go okay right well i will do that now yeah. whatever your suggestion is so okay. sorry it you know it all got a bit like lost in the lost in the and what not lost in the in the post so do feel free to yeah. suggest them again there was someone someone suggested one in the last well, i think i think this week that i'm incredibly excited and really want to do but i'm pretty sure you have no interest in doing it what is it I'm not saying it. I'll, okay. I'll tell you off air. Right. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Okay. Fine. It's, Mil it's Milloy, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bradley Cassidy uh, on the kind of on that tip as well. What are your thoughts and merits of a reviews-based versus features-based podcast? Positives and negatives of each. What do you two guys? Because I basically have become a sort of terrible dictator on this podcast, haven't I? I've been telling telling you what. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. From day one, yeah. basically. Um, uh, what What do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, I mean me and Sam were kind of chatting about this yesterday. We were, we were. Um, in, in, 
yeah, yeah. so Gaz, I'll tell you what, you go first, because um, I feel oh. like I've been jumping in far too regularly. So yeah, after you. No, 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 not at all, not at all. No, it's all good, it's all good. Um, well, you know, I, I do generally think that, you know, the way we're going to be doing it going forward is, you know, the best plan. I think put, putting out like, um, like one kind of designated kind of podcast a month of like a big catch up of decent albums that we feel you lot out there in podcast world should be aware of and should listen to whether you know about them or not and when there is kind of like you know uh, an album that we do want to do like a deep dive on a la say you know the new Stephen Wilson album coming out soon the new Helmet album Code Orange next week Code yeah, Orange do, yeah Code you know do a dedicated like 40-50 minute kind of deep dive on the new album put that out as its own thing but um, like you were saying Stephen I think Sam was saying it as well yesterday like the, the review segment of the show is kind of like the least interesting bit and it would be nice you know the, the most fun bit uh, for me and I'm, I'm sure you know you're the same Steve and I'm, I'm sure Sam feels the same as well that like you know the features when we start just kind of you know having a laugh and just kind of chatting about stuff you know whatever that is if, whether it's a top five or uh like you know last week's episode where we went through like the Kerrang post 9-11 and stuff that is I think makes up makes a much more interesting podcast listen than two white men in their 40s going listen to this yeah and, and do that as a separate kind of thing where you could do like short pithy reviews and do like 15-20 albums mm. yeah I mean you know like I, I think the the reason I did this and it's been for a long time that I didn't want the podcast I was doing to just be a reviews podcast. And the reason for that is, is there's loads of them out there. That's the other there's thing. I think quite a lot of them uh, already out there. Uh, there is a um a finite amount of music that you can listen to and what I often feel is is like you see what's coming out that week and you scrabble around for the first few things that you see and you go, Oh, we'll do that, that, that and that and then you concentrate, you're kind of hyper focus on those four rather than going okay it's the you know the 20th of september what's been i'm going to listen to a bunch of stuff that's come out in the last few weeks mm. of all different genres and then i've got a week two weeks a week and a half to decide you know what of those things do i think is worth bringing up what do i think those things are worth listening to and i think the kind of i guess the negatives of re removing reviews entirely would be i know a lot of you listen to the podcast because you don't really care what we particularly think about just general stuff you want new music to listen to and this is a kind of conduit this is a kind of you know like if you bought a magazine you'd skip to the reviews and go like what's come out recently or you would do back in the day or you go onto your spotify and you see the things that have been um that have been you know kind of put out every friday or whatever and you want us to go oh by the way you should probably listen to that and i actually think that you know, I want to be able to do that to people as well, but I don't feel like, I feel like it's, with, with it being like, you can literally, we could review anything. We could literally review any piece of music. Um, it gets harder and harder to find the things that is the best in all genres. Like, for example, we spoke about the other week, like, you know, I've, the last few years, I've been so massively into hip hop. And it's been like a really great time yeah. for hip hop. And this year, I, I actually, you know, I've listened to a lot of hip hop 
and nothing's really grabbed me in the same way as some of the things have grabbed me in the last few years mm. i think it's just you know until like the kind of the no name album came out and like yeah, obviously yeah. you know like joe vance and bray their album came out last week we obviously would have been reviewing that were it to yeah. have um you know where we doing reviews this week but that oh, i didn't realize it was out already yeah exactly see you know okay. what i mean like you, you yeah, there are some yeah. things you go well i didn't even realize it was out whereas you know this gives you a kind of run up to know exactly what's coming out and blah you know i've for example not listened to the new baroness album yet I've just mm. not had a chance to listen to it. Mm. So, you know, we probably would have done that and I would have rushed through and listened to, you know, give try and give deeper thoughts on it. Whereas with... Um, I just think that, like, you listening don't talk about music in the way that we talk about music in reviews, you know? You are more likely to talk about music in the way that we did when we said, like, our oh, top five rave songs. And I know some people go, like, oh, top fives is fucking uh, it's clickbait and blah, blah, blah on in features and stuff. But, people you know, don't understand what your, your favourite this. Yeah. Oh, well, they, one, they don't understand what yeah. clickbait is. And two, like, but that's how you talk about music. Mm. That's how we all talk about music. That's how people who talk about music choose to talk about music do you know what i mean like you don't sit yeah. there and go if 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 i walked up to any of you in a pub and i said oh you know if you 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 know like um what you've been listening to you won't go well i've just been listening to the the the, the brand new album from l7 it's the seventh studio album their comeback album from 2015 <laughs> and actually like it's a bit of a departure from there like you you don't talk like that right and we're happy to kind of put that hat on and try and do that as much as we can but ultimately i think like a bit making everything a bit looser making everything a bit more relatable diving into things that have happened and trying to find little kind of interesting tidbits and stuff that, are, that has happened in the world of music like going back to on, on old magazines and being like oh shit you know this is exactly how they reacted to 9-11 mm. here's five songs i don't feel comfortable listening to anymore here's yeah. gaz's five favorite rave songs do you remember where you were and what kind of clubs you're going to that's how you lot talk about music isn't it surely yeah so why wouldn't we exactly that's that's what i i think the negatives are sometimes you don't know what to do uh, a podcast about it's easy to go right we review fuck it review those four last next week yeah yeah, yeah. i think it'd be i think it'd be quite good so it's a bit, bit more of a challenge yeah me too you know i i i completely agree uh dan morgan says who's the best cat eddie or bonjour it's bonjour obviously best cat ever uh eddie seems lovely though he is is he all right? He's great. And I won't have yeah, to slagging him off. I'm not slagging him <laughs> off. Don't get him wrong. I prefer him to you. I've never met him. I prefer him to you. That's true, yeah. Oh, both of you put together. He is better. Although He's a cat. I, He's I'm, better. I'm less likely to bite you. It, okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, less all right. Uh, should we do a, a slightly serious question? Go on. Yeah. Yeah, let's. Um, how hasn't there been a documentary on the state of predators in the music industry? How long, stroke, how many episodes would it need to be? Well, how that's long? from Elliot. I mean, never how long? Well, ongoing, I think it'd be not, an ongoing yeah. series. It would be like watching Coronation Street from fucking front to back, and it would still <laughs> like it would be a long time. I mean, look, there have been there have been some document. You know, there's been a documentary on Phil Spector. There's been documentaries on Michael Jackson. Yeah. There's been documentaries on R. Kelly. There was a documentary a few years ago about. Uh, on uh, that was on the BBC iPlayer about um, sort of the conduct within the rock scene. Um, mm. uh, so I think there has been quite a lot of documentaries um, on the the states of predators in the music industry. We also got a question on threads. I'm going to sort of uh, 
tie <laughs> tie this in a little bit because it, it's, it's, it's a little bit flipping. But um, I think it's again, you and Taylor says, seeing as Dave Fenton named Russell Brand on your podcast, are there any sex offenders the three of you would like to out? Um, he also <laughs> says, on a more lighthearted take, take, take a band member and replace them with the Muppets. I will do the Muppets thing after we've spoken about this Great. quite serious yeah, yeah, thing. Cool. Um, I mean, yeah, look. Uh, is there any anyone that we'd like to out? I mean, <laughs> no, I, not I, really. I've got, I I've got one. Oh, because I'm, I'm sure. sure. I'd like <laughs> to, but I'm not I, sure I, I want I, to do it on a podcast. No, yeah. I, I, be, I believe Stephen Hill's got his hand up. Sir, Mate, sir, I mean, I want to talk about Chris really... Bowes from Storm, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's been a. If you watch that Russell Brand documentary, did you either of you guys watch it? No, I wasn't comfortable watching it. Really, I'd, I I thought about it initially. I was like, okay, and I was like, actually, no, no, I really don't want to. Yeah, I, I I don't want to watch it as a documentary. I think the idea of something like that being kind of event television, I actually find really distasteful. And also, yeah. I was watching Tears for Fears at the time, so no, I didn't see it when it came, when it was on. So fair. Okay, well, you've made me feel yeah. bad because I did actually, I did watch it. It's fine. Um, it's just personally i don't want to watch something like that i i'm happy to be presented the information but i don't know watching it as a as a form of infotainment i guess i don't know it just it doesn't sit hugely right with me personally but then saying that i thought louis theroux's sort of um retrospective savile documentary was brilliant um mm. so i mean maybe, maybe i will watch it steve maybe i will but i haven't oh, no, no look i mean you know i i did and it was um you know it was obviously horrible yeah. it was it was fucking it was yeah. it was fucking horrible and you look back to some of those clips i mean i watched the the britney spears documentary and you see how horrible um the media was to her in the 2000s and it, it, like it's a weird thing because i think the further away i'm not sure if this is really answering elliot's question to be honest but i think the further and further away you get from something the more you go back and look at it and go, God, what a disgusting time and how bad people were acting to that. Like in the 2000s, mm. I was in I was in my 20s and I didn't think, oh, we live in a this kind of horrible, darkened time. Like, I guess you just, you're just aware of the, the time you're living in at that time. But you look back to the 80s and go, oh God, wasn't it? Mm. Hot, weren't, weren't, they, weren't people horrible to women and, you know, horrible to you know people of color back then and oh thank god it's not like that now and of course then years later you see it and yeah. and it and it, and it was yeah. and it, it was like yeah. that and i think um you see a lot of people saying stuff like uh what is it about the music industry that has made people like this like what 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 can we do in the music how can we rid the music industry of these people and i always find that like i'm not saying elliot's doing that at all elliot i'm not Sort of it's not just the music industry it's the but entertainment it's not, industry isn't it? well, it's not even that i don't think i think it's, it's anyone in any position of mm. power oh, of yeah. any description uh, on on whatever scale you want to put it out uh, unfortunately a hell of a lot of people will abuse that they absolutely will i mean <laughs> to, to talk a little bit about the i suppose the russell brand allegations and um, my friend niall i thought made a brilliant salient point which was um you know brand's rebuttal was um about this 16 year old um girl that he'd had a relationship with when they were 31 uh, that he's claiming it's consensual and as Niall very eloquently put it there is no way that a 31 year old celebrity can ever have a consensual relationship with well 
with anyone uh, significantly younger than him. And I think, unfortunately, that's just it's power dynamics that becomes a problem. Um, to go to Elliot's question specifically, though, I think the reason, sadly, I think the reason that we haven't seen loads and loads of documentaries on uh, abuse in the music industry, because, I mean, Steve, the ones you've listed, think about how many millions and millions and millions of records all of those artists and producers have been a part of. I think, unfortunately, no one's going to, fund an expose on the man from anti-flag are they so i think no these things just no. basically i think it's almost like you're told well it happens doesn't it we'll get one you know and that'll cover us for all the others andy dickens says whilst i know you want to cover a broader spectrum of stuff now any thoughts on a say monthly episode where you focus on the best releases that month in a genre for my taste metal and hardcore i still check out a lot of what you guys recommend and some of it's fantastic but i do miss the heavier coverage i guess it's just my taste though also if you've not check out the pain of truth album for some no fills hardcore keep up the good work though cheers andy i appreciate that um yeah i've sort of thought about doing this before you know getting in like the odd specialist person mm. your tom mm. dares et al yeah, yeah. to do your something Ooh, don't your sam that. i don't think Ooh. swans sam have released sw anything this year oh no they have no. actually, yeah, they, they, have have actually. they have actually <laughs> they have <laughs> oops <laughs> shows what a fan you are Ooh, for fan. pathetic <laughs> sam's brit pop roundup and gaz's deathcore month yeah De gaz's oh, month Lord. in De deathcore yeah. What a what a hilarious episode that would be. It's still dead. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Oh no, uh, a new cooler shaker back to album. You in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would quite like to do something like that. Actually, I mean, again, you know, we talked about yeah. doing a big old reviews roundup, but I think now and again, maybe getting something. In. It probably wouldn't be monthly. I don't reckon. Seems like a no. lot. Do it quarterly. Like a lot. If you're gonna do, if you if you're gonna do the sort of um you know the capsule reviews in a kind of i suppose a compilation episode or whatever uh if you're doing that monthly i think if you're doing a genre specific one yeah you could do it like i don't know two or three times four times a year maybe like yeah mm. when there's been enough time for there to be enough significant stuff to really bring to the table per genre yeah yeah but i suppose if you if you're gonna do if, if you're gonna hold back all the kind of other metal and hardcore releases mm. That means that, I don't know, and if you're only doing it like three or four times a year, that means you're going to be kind of review reviewing something that might have come out three months ago, but you've held it back for the metal and hardcore catch-up. I don't That's know. I don't know. Can't That's know how point. to, like, the way to go about it. We'll have to think uh, about this. I mean, you know, yeah. maybe I start, hey, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do a platinum. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a There's platinum. An idea. Platinum, an and we'll idea. charge you all £45 a day. That's yeah, we'll, get, we'll get James on to, to do a Britpop uh catch up show mm. it is, I mean there is, a, there is a new <laughs> there is a new Cooler Shaker album coming out so there is that. big time oh. James should've and Sam should have gone to that gig Steve should have done should've gone. yeah should have done yeah. but yeah I wouldn't mind doing something like that but then the, the problem is, yeah. is it wouldn't be a monthly catch up on metal it would be a monthly catch up on stuff like pop and then three months later a monthly catch up on hip hop and then a monthly catch up on a three month later catch up on metal or whatever because you know we've only got okay. one pair of ears haven't we uh, yeah only yeah. only half of one works with me I know, yeah, oh. thanks, thanks lemmy yeah. thank you and that all yeah. that bass tone mm. um, uh, before we move on here, that pain of truth album is really good by the way i think i might have heard that i think you may. can't remember you i heard something hold That's on good. let me have a look at my apple music really quickly oh here we go while we're, while we're here doing a, <laughs> yeah. doing a live you know, fact check 
Yeah, here we go. Uh, Get the fucking sponsor name in. I know. I'm thinking of um, uh, the Harm's Way album is really good. Yeah, that I think that is out uh, the day that this goes out. If I remember. Okay. Right. Well, there you go. There's a review for you. Listen to that. The new Harm's the new Harm's Way album is really good. Mm. Really good. Hi, I hope you enjoy uh, this. Eighty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Red Josh on the download forum says, if you had to erase a version, this is one for you, Gas. if you had to erase a version of Hurt from history, would it be the Nine Inch Nails one or the Johnny Cash version and why? Oh, God. Have I got to answer this? I thought we'd yeah. been through You're this. You're going to have to be the ago, eraser that Trent was singing about on the album with the superior version of Hurt. Yeah. Can we just, can we just erase Eraser? Zal, you've been erased. Come on, erase ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of eraser, erasure. Nah, we'll get, erasure. Rid of get rid of erasure. Yeah. I'd be angrier if you got rid of erasure. I'd be angrier than if you got rid of both versions of her. No fair. Well, but it'd be guns to my head. I'd probably get rid of the Nine Inch Nails version. I'd go with the Johnny Cash. If I got to only listen to one for the rest of my life, it would be the Johnny Cash version but I do love as people you know short term to medium term listeners mm. will attest uh, I do love both versions but it all depends on what side of the bed I'm getting out of uh, today I got out of the Johnny Cash side so vis okay. vis Johnny Cash uh, Sam you can finish nails to take it I I did raise the Johnny Cash version, but it's not an easy decision to make because I think the Johnny Cash version does exist as the superior one as an isolated song, but Hurt as the coda to the downward spiral, I think it's it's perfect. So Because I feel like if I didn't have Hurt, the downward spiral was ruined. So I think I'd rather take away one song than ruin True. one of my favourite albums. So I am going to get rid of That's Johnny fair. Cash that if we have to. Is excellent rationale absolutely excellent rationale uh and it's made me agree with you oh the tables have turned here joe nally (laughs) 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 you can still find him uh (laughs) Uh, Red Josh also says Derry Girls The Office speaking of which Derry Girls The Office or The Royal Family and why The Office I haven't seen The Office obviously and I've not seen the other two so there yeah Royal Family shit Derry Girls is brilliant more people should have watched Derry Girls because it's fucking great I only watched one episode of Derry Girls so I can't really comment on it Uh, The Royal Family is shit the royal family, royal fam- royal family is shit. It is not shit. Here we go. It is two not two arguments to the same. It podcast. is not shit. What are you it on is, about? It's shit. It's royal not family shit. Is shit. It is shit. As if it's shit. It's rubbish. That's the it's, worst it's thing I've ever heard uh, you say. It's rubbish. Just that people tune in for. <laughs> <laughs> what it's shit? No, it's not. It's brilliant. What is shit? I cannot believe. Was Debbie Harry ever in the royal family? Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. I cannot believe she was all sat on the couch doing nothing for half an hour. Uh, the the writing uh, and the the characters and the the how like beautifully evocative that is of like family working class family life in up in the north. I like, get um, it. Like, I get it. I, I, but I, I get it. Those characters but... are so great. They're so full of pathos. They're so fucking subtle. It is the royal family is brilliant. I'm sorry. Different I don't think it's as good needs. as The Office. I don't think it's as good as The Office. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's not as good as the office. It's not as good. No, the office is like really special. I think the office is like really special, mm. and it 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 it, 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 it justifies Ricky Gervais's existence. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd erase everything oh. after uh, Johnny Cash's version of Hurt that Ricky Gervais has done. 
How about that? Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, no, I'm not having that. Oh, do you like afterlife? Afterlife? Fuck off. Afterlife? You don't like blonde You like afterlife? Jesus Christ. Oh, afterlife was fucking genius. Oh no. Absolute no, genius. It's terrible. Oh, that is have terrible. a word with yourself. That, no, I'm not having that. Steve, no, it's Steve, not. Steve, my, my it mate is, is genius. Awful. My, my rotor has got pathos and well-written characters. <laughs> Unbelievable. Un-fucking-believable. I was going to say, Steve, my, my, so... my rotor's cleared up from uh, a few months ago if you need me to come back. So. <laughs> <laughs> mate, Afterlife. That, Are we done here? That episode <laughs> where he gets... Where like she's swimming in the lake. Take, does some drugs. It's so bad. It's like, that would happen. Oh, it's, I, it's well, he gets like he gets addicted. It's the best thing he's done since The Office. No. I think it's maybe worse. I, think, I thought Extras was overrated. Extras it was just like, oh, look at my new famous friend. Extras is Yeah, fine. Extras you know, is Derek, Derek, I found borderline offensive. Not even yeah. borderline. I found um, it incredibly <laughs> offensive. Yeah, just straight up <laughs> offensive. Um, uh, yeah. But um, Afterlife, genuinely, I will go to bat for Afterlife. It might have been where my head was at when I first saw it. Man, I'll take but... Mrs. Brown's boys over Afterlife. Oh, fuck me. I'll take, take fucking Gavin Stacey over the fucking Royal Family. There you go. Well, you know, that is just a Cockney version of the Royal Family, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Gavin... Cockney Welsh I think, well, version. I think, Royal... think you'll find it's Essex. But... <laughs> yeah. And Wales. Um, and Wells, yeah. A Cockney Bristolian version of the Royal Family. Um, uh, good. Uh, uh, the Office, oh, to answer. Uh, sorry, it's, oh yeah, well, I didn't actually ask. Yeah, yeah, the Office. That, the that office. man's it's question. The yeah. I mean, it's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's The Office. Um, somebody else yeah. asked, uh, Zone of Danger, said, question with the Q&A, if Steve, Gaz and Sam had to be in a human centipede together, who would go where? That's a disgusting question mm. so i've got the front we're not <laughs> next question hold on they don't get to just <laughs> no just no fuck off okay if, if you two are going to start dithering i'm fucked out i'm going at the front well, no mate. i think because you've yeah. elected yourself front you've now got to go in the middle which is the worst one no i'm not taking that yeah one. i i think uh could you do uh, an Ouroboros? I, mate if if you're going to be watching afterlife i'll happily go behind and <laughs> <laughs> rather than watch that to be honest um uh. but autograph virus came in with that and said this, but with previous co-hosts. Oh, here we go, Steve. Which I do like. Take the floor. I do like. Okay, over to you, Mr. Hill. Well, look, who are we saying as previous co-hosts? Are we allowed to name names? I suppose technically, I'm a previous co-host now, so you might have to put me in there. He won't have you because you're here. You're the mad doctor, Sam. We can, three people, three three people so we got the two obvious ones and then we've got somebody in front basically so i'm gonna say like um oh bless merlin or i was gonna say merlin. can we have <laughs> poor merlin what about amit? wouldn't like that at all amit yeah, yeah let's have amit at the front let's have amit at the front from the old man back in the old day like really no no real animosity yeah. towards amit but you really go, like merlin he, gill that's all so he's kind uh, of and i don't to, want yeah, to say the them so. so and then i think uh the idea of um the little gobby one <laughs> shitting monster energy drink into the fat sad one's mouth <laughs> is <laughs> is something which makes me really happy <laughs> uh, he's so small his legs don't even touch the ground do you know what I mean? He's just kind of hovering in midair. Oh, I, with this. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, there you go. There we go. <laughs> that, that's that's that, that, that's zone that, of danger. That, that was a dangerous, oh. dangerous zone. <laughs> Steve entered there. He, he, he could have asked anything. What's your favourite colour? What was your favourite member to take that? But no. we did that. I'm glad no. yeah. that we did yeah. that. That's um, a liquid radio, that is. <laughs> uh, Sean, who was I was on the phone to when we started. Oh, 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 Sean Ellington, he's back. <laughs> Sean's back. <laughs> Desert Island Disc with a twist. Each pick three albums, any genre. Only catches, they all have to be a different genre. It uh, doesn't mean that I can't pick hardcore if Sam picks hardcore. You have three individual picks. They all have to be three individual genres. Um, Gaz? Right, okay. So shall I pick like... So I just pick like three genres and then pick an album for each genre. Yes. Yeah, if you like. You're going to do hardcore, okay. post-hardcore and British and post-hardcore. Grindcore. Yeah. Brit- <laughs> British based yeah. uh, post-hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'll Brit go. Brit pop, Brit rock and <laughs> Irish stroke British and rock. Scottish and post <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Early nineties Brit rock, yeah. mid nineties Brit rock, and early two thousands Brit rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Ha! Huh. Fuck you. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> okay. Um, Brit. Uh, yeah. Brit rock pre ninety five. Uh, I'll go. Um, Desert Island. So yeah, it'll have to be uh, Therapy Trouble Gun. Are you really doing uh, this? Yeah. No, is, yeah. I'm no, not. Okay, Just fucking winding you up. <laughs> Good. Go uh, okay. I'm going to go, um, okay, uh, Jazz, I'll go Miles Davis in a silent way. Lovely. Oh, yeah, nice. Ah, see, yeah, it's, it's not all Fila Polythene over here, mate. <laughs> no, no, he's like, he's like, I would slip that in in this game. Like, I take the, I, I take, take the sleeve, the sleeve Miles Davis, yeah. of Miles Davis, I'd put Polythene in the sleeve. And pure. <laughs> ah. Oh, God, oh. Okay. Go on. What you so we had three colours we, we had Earth versus the Wild Arts and the She Said by the Long Pig single. <laughs> Why are you all ganging up on me? This is shit. <laughs> go on, mate. Sorry, sorry, yeah, go, go on. on. No, in a in a uh, silent way and and uh, yeah. uh, th- yeah. uh trouble gum, yeah. Uh well no no I'm not gonna no no because you know I'm I'm not picking Brit Rock because you just ganged up You've on me. You've already picked it, you can't I'm taking my ball and I'm going no. home. Therapy are brilliant, no, no, no. and I know that Trouble Gum is your favourite album ever. So I think you should, yeah, I think you should take is, that with it you. It is. I, I got a, um, I, I got I got a very knowing nod from Sam's lovely uh, mother dearest yesterday when she saw that I bought a therapy album on yeah. vinyl. Yeah, he got infernal she, love. She was like, yeah, lad. Yeah, she was like, yeah, lad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, thanks, she mate. Knows. She knows himself. Yeah, isn't it? she knows. Oh, she knows. <laughs> you can still get. Them. <laughs> yeah, unless they're appears. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, therapy trouble gum. Miles Davis um, in a silent way. And then I will pick um, uh, hip hop, the disposable heroes of hypocrisy. Oh, hypocrisy nice. is the greatest luxury, aka the greatest hip hop album ever made. Ooh, fair. Sam, you got three. Uh, yeah, I mean, the shape of punk's come has got to be there for for punk, mm-hmm. obviously, as the name implies. Um, yeah. If I was going to take a hip hop album, I'd. I'm torn. I was going to say... That was Natalie and Brudy, I was going to say... Yeah, yeah. I'll take that as well. That'll be in the, the, the sleeve. Um, I was going to say Fever of Black Planet, but actually this year, I have... I'd say most days ended up listening to a significant portion of the whole of To Pimp a Butterfly. So I'm going to take that. Um, nice. Nice. And then... Lateralis. Lateralis by Tool. Because I could listen to 
the bass whammies uh, on the title track for Eternity. So, yeah, have that. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm going to take... Now, that's what I call Music 16. Shine 2. Can I have Shine. that? No, you can't. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> hey, what was it? Now 16? Now 16. Hang on, hang on. Let me, let me just get the I track listing up for that. I might actually not even be let joking. Let me get the track listing up No, for that. you can't have it. Uh, hang on. No compilations. What do you mean? What? I can't... No compilations. It, where does it say yeah, that? Well, no, 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 no. No, he didn't say you can't have compilations. He didn't. He said one genre. That's not one genre. Though. I mean, it is compilation. That's a genre. Oh, oh here he is. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, do you know what, Steve? I'm taking this as well. I mean, it's great, right? Wow. Opens with Sowing the Seeds of Love. Leave a light on. Yeah. Uh, I want that man, Debbie Harry. Yeah. Banger. Yeah. Your history uh, by Shakespeare's name... sisters, on there. Yeah, name and number, curiosity. Yeah. Uh, uh, sweet, sweet Surrender. Wet, wet, wet. Breakthrough mm-hmm. Queen. Banger. Um, Kate Bush, mm-hmm. uh, Central Worlds, yep. yeah, living in a box room in your heart, and Richard Marks right here waiting. Rebel MC, you can't play a beers. <laughs> Street tough. Oh, well, what it is? I'm just street tough. Ring, ding, ding, ding. What a fucking ding, ding. tune that is. That oh, Bo- Bobby Brown on our own. Was that yeah. the one from Ghostbusters too? It is. Yep. Yeah, tune. Um, yeah, I know Della Soul. Yeah. Wow. Bloody I'm hell. Delighted Pump that up the jam, Desert mate. Islands by their very nature are deserted. Oh, redhead kingpin of the FBI. Do yeah. the right thing. Yeah. Oh, well. Right thing. oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Shakespeare's oh, City or History. Yeah. Um, the kiss is on the wind by Nana Cherry. I'm not the used to be fine on Cannibal. Honest. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> so, so, so got. I just don't have the heart of Cliff Richard on it. <laughs> yeah. It's. I just don't have a heart to listen to this song. Uh, so I know, um, I really need your help. What 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 are we calling now? What are we calling? What genre is now sixteen? Compilation. Various artists. Various artists. I, I am yeah. honestly, I am taking, now that's what I call Music 16, fine. as one of my I'm three. Fi- now I've seen the track list in, I'm, I'm fine with that, mate. So there you go. So that would scratch my itch for 80s pop, I think. Um, yeah. I would take Colour of Spring by Talk Talk. Lovely, yeah. <sighs> nice. And I would take... Colour of... Uh, what, you wouldn't take Spirit of Eden? No, I take Colour of Spring, I think. I believe I, we've established that. I think Colour of Spring's got... <laughs> I, I, the songs from that I listen to the most. And I would take okay. White Pony. Oh, here he is. Oh. Would I? Or would I take... I, I, would I you take, have a passenger? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'd take White Pony, or would I take... you take a Empire Empire oh. by Rage Against the Machine. I mean... I think I'd want to listen to White Pony more. Because I yeah. think there's more stuff going. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to think of the albums that I've most listened to in my entire life. Oh, I might take Fall for a Day, King for a Lifetime by Faith No More. Or King for a Day, Fall for a Lifetime. Ooh. The actual album by Faith No More. Is that what I call it? That's the tri- yeah. the tribute Fall band. for a Day. You you did I call it Fall for a Day, King you for a Lifetime? Yeah, yeah. yeah. by More No Faith. Yeah, yeah. Faith No More. By Mungle. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I would. T- no, I I take White Pony. Fair mate. I think I'd listen to that the most. So there you go. Those are the three. Those are the three. What lovely stuff. What I would take. Uh, here's a good question from Mr. Cochrane, and it's one that I think Sam definitely won't be able to answer. Uh, why do you think a lot of early 90s festival headlining indie bands like Popley itself, Ned Stop Dustbin, Carter, etc., are journalistically written out of history and re- revisionism? Gaz loves sense of things, for example, and they're rarely mentioned despite being on top of the tops, top of the pops, etc., multiple times. Got any thoughts yeah. on this one? Sam? Uh, they weren't very good, so. <laughs> oh, okay. fuck you. Uh, uh, and the real answer, Gaz? Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, 
because uh, the 90s was ace. Um, it's, 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 it is interesting. It, it's like, I believe, you, I mean, you've said it in the past, Dave, on various podcasts, like, people think that, you know, um, there was hair metal, then it was grunge, then it was Britpop. But, you know, in that kind of interim periods, there was a lot of kind of legit big, you know, the Grebo scene, for want of a better phrase, was it was huge in this country. You know, Carter fucking headlined Glastonbury mm-hmm. and had a number one album, both in the same year, I believe, 1992, I think. Um, yeah, Sense of Things, City 4, Ned's, Potwillet Itself, um, you know, Kingmaker, all those kind of bands. They, they were legit big bands. All, um, Jesus Jones as well. You know, Jesus Jones had a fucking number one single in America. Yeah. You know, massive. Quite why it's been kind of written out, I honestly don't know because it seemed to kind of, it got built up and it was massive for like a year, a couple of years. Mega City 4 as well, they're another one. And then it just immediately just kind of completely died on its ass. I've never quite got down to the bottom of why that happened. Because you look at those, like you look at like Reading lineups from like 91, 92, 93. Yeah, Wonderstar headlining. Yeah, Wonderstar. They were all, all these bands that we just mentioned all played Reading in the early 90s. Played nearly every year, you know. And they were big bands, man. All at top 10 hits, top 10 albums. I, I think it's the same reason why, um, for example, the 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 school of like british rock albums from 2016 none of them have really gone on to do anything massive no. so you wouldn't necessarily think that they were like the definitive oh, that's funny isn't it because these bands all had massive chart success although i suppose you could say for a little period you know milk teeth played the main stage at reading mm-hmm. creeper had a mm-hmm. top 10 album and you know like don broco play arenas now with papa roach supporting them mm-hmm. but yeah i think if you said to somebody music in 2016 unless you were a rock fan or a rock and metal fan but then if you're a rock and metal fan you probably would point to stuff like you know hardwired self-destruct coming out the stage by Avenged sevenfold coming out ghost releasing um impera partway drive releasing ire and all that kind of like that would be the stuff that would first kind of pop into your head i would imagine Mm. and then below that you go oh yeah and then venom prisons album came out and all this and but like those bands haven't really I wouldn't say they've been written out of history, but I think they have been a little bit forgotten about. And I think that it just tends to be like, if you aren't the definitive thing, and when you think of the early 90s, you think of grunge. You do. You just think of alternative rock. Mm. Yeah, you you do. From a broad point of view. From a broad point of view. You know, yeah. It's the, the, I don't want to say it's the, the definitive movement, the definitive genre, but it's certainly the one that occupied, I think, and in, in a different world, when the media existed in a different way, it's the one that occupied the most people. The, the people's It was in front and centre of people's minds. And Britpop came yeah. and challenged that. And those bands weren't really part of Britpop, as we've sort of discussed before. Bands like Pop Will Eat Yourself and, you know, Census Things and whatever, like Mega City 4, they, they, they weren't part of Britpop. Carter weren't part not of Britpop. Um, Suede, and it needed, a, it needed a kind of clean break, which is what that kind of debut Suede album and... Um, you know, blur changing their sound and the Elasticas and the, you know, the Sleepers and the Echo Bellies and the Oasis and all those bands kind of coming along. That kind of, I think that represents like a, a very clean break. Um, and so, it, it, you know, if you've learned any, if I've learned kind of anything in working in 
you know in music journalism and a kind of magazine side and a more like on a more mainstream side is that in, unless there's a story unless there's a very clear story that we all kind of adhere to that's kind of more important than oft, it's often more important or as important as the quality of the music you know there have been mm. a lot of bands that I've spoken about you look at band like Palm Reader mm. Palm Reader can't get a, a, a you know like a, a feature of Metal Hammer because and you know no this isn't me sort of shitting on Metal Hammer or anything, but I don't think Metal Hammer know what to say about Palm Reader. They just don't know what to say. So it's easier to say nothing because you're like, well, we've only got a finite amount of space in this magazine. Mm. What can you say about this band who've been around since 2011? Uh, they've just released another really good album and yet they still play to, you know, much smaller crowds. A hundred people, yes far you know, smaller than they should be playing to yeah, yeah 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 of course but is is that going to sell magazines that story and what is the story no. exactly and mm. it's not it's just not and so i think you know the the certainly back in those days i would imagine i didn't work in it so i wouldn't know but i would imagine that people just went okay well the story is Britpop kills grunge that's the story grunge kills hair metal Britpop kills grunge easy tie that up in a little bow fucking yeah fuck killed the dinosaurs the ice age, the ice age. um <laughs> yeah so you know um i think that's what it is as well yeah mm. i think that's probably what it is yeah but it is I, was, I, I suppose it's like any kind of small scene if you were there like it obviously massive, right it does feel well, yeah like you know like you know your curb dogs and your china drums bands that weren't big at all but then carter headlined glastonbury but, you know yeah, true. It, it yeah, is but, weird yeah, that they that's... have been written out. Going back to the, the the question as it was posed, it's like it's weird that a band like yeah. that have no, been is. written out of history when they, they yeah. head on the yeah. fucking pyramid stage. I mean, yeah, yeah but I to think be it's fair, bizarre. but they're not the only ones that've been written out. I mean, you know, there was a whole the whole massive thing like when Jay Z headlined Glastonbury, and he was like, "Oh, I'm the first black person headlining this festival," and then Skin popped her head up and go, "No, you weren't, mm. mate." That had been that's but that had been completely written out that Skunk and Nancy fucking headlined Glastonbury. Well, mate, I mean, band, bands get volume. smaller. Bands, mate, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Razorlight were playing the Electric Ballroom, you know, and they were headlining Red... They went from headlining the main stage at the Reading Festival to playing the Electric yeah. Ballroom in eight years. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right, I think, like, Black Grape, I saw headlining Reading. They're playing the Electric yeah. Ballroom. Like, you know, yeah, that, those, those big, big, big bands, some of those big bands from that indie landfill scene of the 2000s that we were talking about earlier, some of yeah. them, weirdly, like the Wombat... I remember going to see somebody at Wembley Arena I can't remember who it was walking by and the fucking Wombats were headlining Wembley Arena and I was like fuck me I was really? like what what the, when the fuck wow. who's doing what the fuck and then wow. or like, and you know didn't like the, the Sherlock's were in the mix for the UK number one with Skin Dread and so were like Maximo yeah. Park and I quite like Maximo Park I think like they lost out to Architects I believe when Architects got to number one on that last album mm. and mm. so you think you think like well, they've kind of gone away and then you they come back and they're, you know, like, does anyone think of, you look at how big feeder are now and you just think, well, they were doing arenas pretty regularly in the 2000s. And headlining download. And now, and headlining yeah, download. Yeah, download, yeah. And, and they think like, well, they're just not really around. So I think like, it, it does happen. It does happen where bands just kind of drop off. I just think nowadays it's, it's so hard to know how big bands actually are now. Unless yeah. you're getting yeah. like 50 kajillion, you know, if you're getting a fucking like a billion streams on Spotify, mm. You can look at like Drake and go, well, yeah, obviously you're big. 
because look you've got fucking 60 million streams on spotify and you, you, that's been the kind of the primary way that people listen to music since you've been putting it out you know uh but it's a bit harder when you go back to like bands from you know prior to that and you go well how big are they because they've got like five hundred thousand monthly listeners one song's got eight million streams more than their second most listened to you go what the fuck's going on here and then you see they're playing like they might be playing the underworld and they might be playing Wembley Arena it's really I think it's really hard to tell how big bands are but yeah mm. in terms of those bands it is weird it's a bit weird yeah, um, it really is uh, somebody called Deck Chair 1992 uh, said if Stephen Gaz had a 90s quiz off hosted by Sam <laughs> who would win who do you think would win me. Sam me says straight away at me. the arrogance Obviously. well I think unfortunately because it's hosted by me I think it'd probably be a dead heat because the questions would be a bit shit yeah, yeah was, who, actually, yeah. who hosted don't forget your toothbrush and tf <laughs> <laughs> and then we go chris evans chris evans and you go oh, i thought it was, oh thought god it was vic reeves. Um, i thought i thought it was vic reeves shit it was vic reeves <laughs> in yeah, character yeah. as an idiot yeah <laughs> yeah giddy up named the famous cuban dictator um i i think gaz probably would win you've got a couple of extra years on me for memories thanks mate yeah, full Brit I've, I've just got memories, this ridic- yes. Yeah, hey, brands. It says you in the fucking pulp ringer t-shirt. I am a pulp Don't shirt. think I haven't noticed. You are that. wearing a. You are wearing the t-shirt that all fifteen-year-old girls in nineteen ninety-six were wearing. Yeah, and I'll so, wear yeah. it well. Yeah. I'll wear it well. Yeah, you do. You do. You, you do. look very good in this skinny fit, Thanks. Sam. You do. You should go yeah. to the gym. What you got? What you got on today, Steve? By the way, it's uh, mm-hmm. a sleeveless Metallica. Sleeves Metallica yeah. what? Sorry, mate. T-shirt. There is it go. wash day? Is it wash not a sleeveless <laughs> Metallica? You're not wearing the flayed this skin of Lars Ulrich. You're wearing a, la- a sleeveless Lars Ulrich. Yeah. Lovely. Do you not like Metallica? Don't be slaying. You're not slaying on Metallica, are you? Or are Who? You? you. Me? You. Do I like Metallica? Yeah. Of course I fucking do. What are you slanging them off for then? Who asked that? You. Me, I... <laughs> right. <laughs> Forget it. I will cut this bit. Now, if yeah. this is worse, this if anything needs cutting out, it's that. Yeah. But I'm still not going to do it. Um, yeah. uh, Paul Waller. Gaz, so Gaz likes Metallica. That's what you're going to take away from this. That's going to be the episode. Um, yeah. Paul, Happy birthday, True Core Pop. Gaz likes Metallica. Yeah. Paul Waller of the... Year in Horror. Year in Horror podcast. Brilliant band Ohms. And Ohms. That's an album I've listened to a lot this year. Mate, me too. I think, yeah, 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 I've listened to it a lot. It's a good album, that, isn't it? Mm. Scary Duran Duran. (laughs) It's uh, Friends Like These to Sludge Riffs. Yeah. Forever. For the whole album. Perfect. Good. Uh, We did review review this previously. All right, so it says for both of you, is that not who's who's he counting out? Me, probably. It's all three probably of us, me. Paul. You need yeah. to read. You need to read the whole thing. Um, uh, top three horror films. Oh, go on. Oh, go on, Gaz. Top three horror films. Are you ready, go on, Gaz? Oh. Uh, I'm gonna need a few seconds. You go first, Sam. If you're if you're good to go, sure. pal. Uh, not necessarily in order because the order. No, the, no, no, the order will change. Me, my favorite will be whichever one I've seen most recently. I'm gonna go. The Exorcist, Alien, The Shining. 
Ooh. I'm gonna have the shining. Wow. Can, I, can I have ghost? Obvious. Can I have ghost watch? Can I have ghost watch? Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Because it, well, it was. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. And you did a podcast I kind of on it with Paul. So yeah. I, I kind of want to do. I kind of want to have ghost watch in there because it genuinely scared the fucking piss out of me. Yeah. I don't think I can have ghost watch. Yeah. Um, Evil Dead Two. So it'd be yeah. the Shining. Right. Nice. Evil Dead Two. And I, oh, I kind of want to say drag me to hell because I fucking love drag me to hell. What about Friday the 13th part nine, Jason goes to hell? No, I don't. The really final care. Friday. No, that, that was the fourth one. <laughs> Ironically. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I would say, ooh, what would be my third favourite? Alien is a really good shout. Yeah, Alien's uh, The Exorcist incredible. is a really good... I think, the, and I mean, actually, The Exorcist is a legitimately brilliant film. I yeah. probably would have to have The Exorcist. So I think The Shining, The Exorcist, and Evil Dead 2 would be my shouts, although I've just given a few honourable mentions to other things mm. as well. Nice. Gaz? Uh, and, all right. Uh, uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, film. The, the Thing Maybe, maybe well. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. The yeah, thing, yeah, nice. yeah, that'd be an old Nightmare Elm Street yeah. three, three. What uh, Dokken? No, that's yeah. Not. Is it? Is that? I thought uh, it was four. Dream, no, Dream no, Warriors. Dream Warriors. Yeah, which is the third one with the one with Dokken. Not with Dokken. With Patricia Arquette. With Dokken. Well, yeah. Not with Dokken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Dokken. <laughs> yeah, but they did that song and they did a quite bad video for it. It's a, it's a quite bad song. They did. So it's so eighties. It's wonderful. I would say Wes Craven's new nightmare. Oh which yeah, which is my favourite oh, favourite Freddy Krueger film. Is it? I think Wes New Nightmare is fucking brilliant. I haven't seen that, and I'm annoyed. You haven't seen I've, it? Oh mate, really? It's, oh, it's yeah. fucking. It's been great. on telly and it's been near the end a few yeah. times, and I can't find yeah. it on streaming services unless you have to pay for it. I'm not paying for it. Do you know how much my no. fucking? Sky, I'm not going to go into my Sky Bill. No one needs cut to that do out. That, but it's cut my this Sky out. Bill. Cut, cut that bit out. Yeah, yeah, cut that out. Too much. And it's like I'm not paying for fucking Wes Craven's New Nightmare on top of all the other fucking stuff that I'm paying for. But yeah, I I want to. I do want to see that. It's like a precursor it's, to yeah. Scream, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and it's you know, it's, it's yeah, it's really it's got an interesting kind of idea that he obviously took to much greater fruition and success with Scream. But the kind of the the kernel of that idea started in Wes Graves' New Nightmare. So yeah, Wes Graves' New Nightmare. Um, I will go uh, Halloween. Fair, fair. Yeah, I quite like Halloween. It's pretty much the perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will go uh, Friday the 13th uh, part 6 Jason Lives aka greatest horror film ever made bloody hell right um, it's the one with the Alice Cooper another, song another honourable mention for me I'm just going to leave that because mm. that this could go on for far too long uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. the original Toby Hooper Texas Chainsaw Massacre I think I would put yeah, it fair. absolutely terrifying L- absolutely last house on the left yes last house and, on the left brilliant. you know any of that gnarly kind of 70s horrible mm. shit is, it's yeah, all good yeah, yeah. Or any of that grind out stuff is horrible and wonderful. Big time, big time. Uh, yeah. What's uh, my bloody Valentine? That was a good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, the early 80s stuff. Okay, I'm going to move. I'm going to try and do all four of Paul's questions because I think they're quite good. Um, so I'm going to move on. First album you bought with your own money? Oh. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Uh, I can tell you this for free. Uh, it was Death Magnetic by Metallica. Was it? Yeah. Because oh. I spent. The first, you young prat. Well, I spent the fir- fucking hell. What was that? Two thousand eight. I spent the first fourteen Fuck years me. of my life just listening to my mum's record collection. She's got like a thousand CDs, so I had all that to mine. And then Death Magnetic was the first thing <laughs> oh, that okay. I wanted to listen to that she yeah. wasn't interested in. So. On the on the day you listened to your final CD of your mum's, you put down the case, yeah. put it back in the case, put it on the shelf, and went. Now to go out and buy 
my first own album <laughs> came back with Death Magnetic. Well, I didn't Death know, Magnetic. did I? I didn't know how. Well, I don't mind. I quite like De- Death Magnetic. I think it's pretty it's boring. I mean, it's right. not as bad as 72 Seasons, obviously, but I think it's quite dull. No, it's, no, it's got a few not, bangers no. in it. But as an yeah. album, what record shop did you get it from, Sam? Zappa. No, what about you, Gaz? Really yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was just trying to think, what record shops were left in 2008? Uh, f- first album I bought with my own money, it was late summer 1987. It was uh, the album Aha, Stay On These Roads. What's on AKA that? AKA The w- Living Daylights. Nice. Uh, touchy, You Are The One. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title track, Stay On These Roads, which is like glorious kind of fucking power ballad. Stay on these roads. Manhattan uh, Skyline is not on that, is it? Uh, no, okay. no. Uh, Blood Move the Body is on it. It's it's yeah. It's fucking wonderful. Yeah, I listen- I've still got it. I've still got my original copy of it. I listened to Manhattan, like weirdly listened to Manhattan Skyline the other day, and I was like, I "This sounds like Sabaton." Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like it's heavier yeah. than that, isn't it? This it's is, the this is a, metal that's song. a metal. It's a metal song. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah basically is. Yeah. Um, Prince Batman. Oh, oh before. Yes, now yes. we're talking. Yeah, and it was fucking great. It's fucking. This I've still got it. Much. I've still got it over there. Um, here's one. Uh, I'll let you two listen. Uh, answer this before I do. When was the last time you listened to That's Not Metal, the podcast that need none of us recommended when we were asked to recommend <laughs> music I think, podcasts? I think, I think me and Whoops. Sam spoke about this yesterday. Did you? I think so. Uh, well, last time I last time I listened to it was. Uh, the week after you left, Steve, and Terry gave a very kind of pithy reason as to why you weren't there. Yeah, and I was basically like, okay, yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck it's this guy. And did, I've not listened since. Okay. Uh, Over to you, Sam. I've listened a little bit more recently because <laughs> I am uh, friends with... A Al- turncoat cunt. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends with Alec, who used to be on it, the the great Alec Chillingworth, who does some very brilliant work for Metal Hammer. Yeah, he used to be a co-host on That's Not Metal. I listened to it off and on while he was there to see what he had to say, and I think you can fill in the blanks outside of that. We went to see Swans together. Uh, so that's the Swans. Oh, nice. It's not together. stopping me. Um, Swans I'll friend. just talk over you, Steve. I listen to, <laughs> if there's something that I think might be interesting, I'm always sort of interested to, like, you know, like I said before, I've got no beef with um, with uh, with Perrin, who does, uh, that's not metal now, I believe. I mean, no other podcasts ever mention us or me by name, I don't think. Well, I don't think I have. We all, everyone, it's funny, isn't it? Because there are quite a lot of podcasts and, there are a lot of podcasts. Sort of, that, yeah, we are like a music podcast yeah. around, and we all sort of like tippy toe around each other. Apart from like pop collaborate and listen, don't I think we're like mates and whatever. But we're sort of tippy <laughs> yeah. toes around each other, and I'm just like, well, why? You know, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter. You can sort of talk about it. Like, I don't really li- like. I, t- I did listen to because I was interested in what they're going to say about Sleep Token, mm. and um, and I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty interesting what they said about Sleep Token, and they came at it as sort of you know I think I even said it on the show like they came at it from a a fairly different um, perspective to like obviously how I came at it because I think obviously we're very we're we're different we're a different thing, but I thought there was some quite good points made. Um, mm. uh, the other one, um, Sam, not you, Sam. Uh. Uh, tweeted something a couple of years ago about the fact that I write a lot of clickbait. So I'm not going to particularly say that is someone who is in 
my good books. Um, and I'm only saying that because, you know, I have, I would say that in person. I'd yes. go, why did you tweet that shit about me oh, uh, yeah. for no reason? Um, just again, just to get likes on Twitter, I suppose, um, which is a bit pathetic, I think. But, you know, hey ho, um, doesn't make them a bad person, but uh, I don't really have a, a, a lot of time for people that do stuff like that so yeah you go but yeah in terms yeah. of them being like what those guys do at the the podcast like it's, it's, it feels like people like it obviously and we're still going and they're so. still going and they do something right. completely different to me i tell you what i would say actually is um for a metal podcast one i did listen to bangers and mosh i met at bloodstock i met the guys from bangers and mosh and they were really, really nice. And I, should, I have listened to a couple of their episodes and that would probably be my go-to. If I was going to listen to a podcast about metal, uh, that yeah. would probably be the one that I'd go to. I like those guys. I think they're nice. Fair play. Nice dudes. Nice dudes. Mm. Um, nice. And um, number four, was the Astoria really that good? I uh, See, yes. I think it was. Yeah, it was. I think maybe Paul is saying... It wasn't here, right? I think what the I think there's a subtext to this because I know Paul is old enough to have gone to the Astoria, and I right. think what he's doing here is he's going, was it actually that good? I don't think this is like Sam going, go on, go on, tell me about how great the Astoria was. I I was, wish I could have gone. I think Paul is insinuating that the Astoria wasn't that good. That's my get, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. Do correct me if is, I'm wrong. But I this is really surreal good. because. This is really surreal because, yet again, this is something else I was chatting to with. Um, I'm really sorry, Sam. I'm dog shit with names. Uh, it was your lovely housemate that used to work at oh, the ben. crowbar. Yeah, Ben. Lovely Ben. I like Ben. He's not listening. Uh, we, we were chatting. Oh, <laughs> what a prick. What, what an absolute wanker. Just because you worked at the crowbar. You think it's so You're too superior. good to listen to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, what a wanker. I might tell him um, to listen to Yeah, this we now. would. I think you totally should. Yeah. Uh, bookmark it. About two hours. 30 or something. 30? Um, Two hours 18. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. If, I, if um, I don't cut anything out, basically. When <laughs> I probably should. Um, yeah, I was talking about the story with him and, and how we, I think we, we both came to the agreement. We both actually preferred the LA2, the Astoria, in terms of like the, the gig kind of experience. Hmm. I, I did prefer it. I'd, I saw obviously much better bands and had some amazing kind of gig memories at the Astoria right. and the club nights as well mm-hmm. were brilliant there. The all nights and stuff was oh oh fuck. Going to yeah, see Pitch Shifter and then watching Steps straight afterwards. Yeah, boy. I, I remember I remember seeing um, a Ginger do a gig and he, um, it was called Ginger's Angry Use and he actually had the GAY sign behind him. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, lo- I love the LA too and yeah. I was I was really gutted, yeah. When it all closed down, fuck Crossrail. What was the what is the fucking point? Oh, you got a it, big what, platform it, now. It shaved off what ten minutes off a fucking journey, yeah, right. and they fucked the middle of London for what it took them what fifteen years and however many billions of pounds weird that now, could have been it? used for something else. Um, I'm going to vehemently disagree right, with you know. about the LA2, which I thought was crap to be honest um oh, I, 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 I think I the astoria it. was much better i think the story was really there was just something about the outside of the astoria queuing down the side of the Astoria and all sides, around, yeah. going around there i think everyone's sitting at a center point across the road yeah. waiting for your mates to come out the gig you could stuff. kind of so. see from anywhere as well if i remember yeah. rightly there was like the bit where you could stand by the bar there was the bar and then there was a standing bit and then there was 
a step down and then it was a bit where you could stand up where you weren't above the people who stood behind you you're on the floor but you still could see and then there mm. was like the mosh pit where you know they go do you remember neville the guy you see the security there he died in a motorbike accident in around kind of 98 mm-hmm. 99 and he's this big dude mm. with dreads like absolutely hulking massive dude um uh and he was really cool he used to fucking headbang and like grab like um crowd <laughs> surfers and they would be like going yeah. come on and he was really really cool really really cool and then he died in a motorbike accident it was in kerrang it was in kerrang they made a big thing oh. about it like totally you know again all of those experiences brilliant and i think like yeah seeing you know when i think about the bands that i saw there soulfly limp biscuit deftones regents machine foo fighters uh alkaline trio at the drive-in fucking hell who else uh glass jaw slipknot i mean man i saw so many good gigs at historia yeah but so many system but, of a down i saw system of a down a bunch of times a couple of times there yeah. uh slayer sepultura like machine head entombed uh, man i saw some fucking in a fear factory do the one uh, about the robots i guess i was kind of... <laughs> yeah i shouted <laughs> do the one about the robots to fear factory. brilliant uh, <laughs> but you, know, you, you say this you went to all these amazing gigs at this legendary venue that i'm going to have never had a chance to visit based on the way that people talk about it but now you can take the elizabeth line to a slightly different bit of london so yeah i know it's good, isn't it? i mean i i got the elizabeth it's line when now. i came back from cyprus i got to heathrow airport and i got on it and it was like try the elizabeth line it will take you all the way back to reading i was like brilliant i go to reading it'd be much easier for me yeah. to get home rather than going all the way back in central london so what i did was it was fantastic i got on it and it's like this train will be leaving in 25 minutes and i was like wow a tube every 25 minutes that's <laughs> incredible and then we, we went call those to trains i think they call them trains yeah. in the rest of the world <laughs> yeah. and then i went all the way up to king's cross and I had to change to go in the opposite direction. And then when I went, it took me to somewhere where I've never heard of before. And there was a train that I had to get on the other side of the platform for to get was from the Elizabeth line that was going to Reading. And it had arrived. And before the doors open, that train left. And the next one was only 40 minutes away. So I was like, wow, Aww. this is brilliant. This is such a great Game service. Ah, oh, wonderful. That's really wonderful. good. I'm really happy. The A to Z yeah. of awful E. The Elizabeth line. <laughs> the Elizabeth and line. J and P. John Prescott. Twat. So Two jabs. The Astoria yeah. way. So yeah, Paul. I think it was pretty good, mate. I think it was. Yeah, it was. I think it was actually it really pretty was. good. Um, don't really have many questions left, I and mean, we have been going for 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 quite a long time. Some so time. top banter. Top banter. Um, shall we say? Let's do. Oh, do you know? I'm going to ask this one, Stephen. Stephen Sweetman at Stephen Sweetman. This isn't a question for you. This is for me. He says, with Pompey oh. currently top of the league, what album reflects their season so far? Um, Burnt by the Sun EP. I'm Ten Shades of Grey by State. <laughs> yeah, we are top of the league. <laughs> and should more teams hire an Oxford centre back as their manager? Well, look, we've oh, fuck, you've lost me now, yeah, mate. Who's who? Oh. Who needs Mourinho? We've got Messinio. Um Yeah. What album? What album reflects? I've been doing uh, an album for every Pompey game this season, just for, just for a bit of fun. Oh, it's a bit of fun. Hilarious. Um, hilarious. Eight games with top of the league. I, do you know what? I don't know. I'm trying to think of an album which is good, but tracks. is only really only eight tracks Master and Puppets. is only good. Yeah, but that's really good. That is really good. Like Pompey. See, come on, you pop. Not, thing is, we've not actually <laughs> been very. We've not actually been that good. Although the last two games, last night we beat 
We beat Barnsley away from home 3-2. Well done, and that is a hell of a That is a hell of a result. Um, yeah, it was a front-loaded first half, though, wasn't it? A bit like Pearl Jam's oh, 10. I was going to yeah. say, like the debut slip. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were 3-0 up. You at said for Dayso, I say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we were 3-0 we up at half-time, and, and we won 3-2, which is... Cla- no, classic Pompey is to lose that game 4-3. So, you know... Yeah, maybe, 4-3. Maybe <laughs> it is... Um, uh, Tom G. Wario, who's his best lord? Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Dance, or Lord of the Flies? <laughs> Hot topics. Two and a half hours in, we finally got our first fucking partridge Andy, question. Yeah. I know what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> Three equally hot but different shaped potatoes. <laughs> Trounced by the, f- the, the fleet foot of Michael Flatley. Um, Andy, gonna, the I'm bandwidth you on. used up asking that question could have been reconstituted into a trestle table in a home for battered women. I hope you're happy. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Uh, <laughs> Dan Morgan says... Dan, um, Dan, the calendar man. He's already had a question. <laughs> I know. He's, got a, he's asked quite a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, he did that <laughs> last okay. time we did send one me, send, send me another calendar, Dan. Dan, come on. There's that new Cliff one. Get that Cliff Richard one out of the, that, the recycling bin. Um, what's the most... This is quite a nice question, though. What's, it's from uh, the uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Another good podcast. I've not listened to it that much recently. Um, what's the most ludicrous thing you've done for love? I think me and Gaz were having this, a bit of this conversation <laughs> earlier. Oh, I think mine would be we were, marrying, marrying someone that I knew, marrying someone. I, knew, I knew I didn't want to marry. Oh, it's probably yeah, same. pretty fucking ludicrous, isn't it, really? Same. Yeah. yeah. I'm a people pleaser. What can I say? Um, yeah, same. Yeah. Just, just ask if you want to... If you're listening and you want to get married to me... Steve... Just uh, well, just pop it in a little Instagram. <laughs> just pop it in an Instagram DM, DM and I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be. Is this the future? Be, is this the future? I'll be happy. To, Fuck dating apps. Just actual DMs. I'll be happy to mm. uh, to break up your family and not feel bad about it at all. Oh no, that was the other one, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Any, anyway, um, Andy Taylor says, for Sam, is there anywhere to park in Leicester? It's terrible. <laughs> at least. No, at there least isn't. Not in the Honestly, mate. Le- it's Leicester dog City, shit place Leicester to park. Leicester City Centre is a nightmare. The traffic wardens are always out in force. Sorry, mate. I mean, there's an NCP car park on a road I can't remember the name of. There's parking. Is there a park and ride on the outskirts um, to alleviate the I, congestion? I doubt it. I think they should pedestrianise the whole thing, but traders need access to Dixon's. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, I was, What's Dixon, Sam? Uh, 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 stones from an old church. <laughs> <laughs> it's an electronic store, wasn't it? Dixon's? Yeah, yeah I, I remember yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Vaguely. I'll just check. Just checking. Yeah. Uh, is um, there any spark in Leicester? No, is the short answer. There isn't. No, no. sorry. Right. We're having... Like most cities. I didn't actually terrible. let Sam answer what the most ludicrous thing he'd done for love was, so I should probably go back. Do you want to, do you want to answer that question? Uh, yeah. uh, well, there's no answer. I mean, I think it's probably quite a sad one. Uh, I've only ever been in love once, but it left me. Uh, I don't I don't think I did anything that ludicrous in that relationship. I, I hope. I mean, maybe she well, might say otherwise, but yeah. Sorry. Fair enough. That's uh, that's remarkably honest. I threw a, mo- I threw a monkey yeah. into the sea. Drove to Dundee. You better think. All right, I'm going to try and find one more serious one, and then we can end 
uh, on that. Oh, by the way, Rob Johnson also says, any chance you could remake the history of Brit Rock special from the That's Not Metal days? I'm sure Gaz would be far more knowledgeable about it than the co-host from those days. How dare you? I know you're talking about me, Rob. Hey. Um, I'll happily listen to all 25 <laughs> hours of it. Yeah, we can do that. We can definitely do that. Uh, we, we could, we could. yeah, it would be a 50-part special, like, month by January month. January the 7th, yeah. 1994. China Drum released their cover of Wuthering Heights. In the next oh. three hours, we will be telling you. Anyway, <laughs> we will discuss. Um, Craig. <laughs> we'll be discussing how much Stephen Lamack liked it. Yeah. Uh, Craig asks, it's only, at it's only Craig, says, after a recent Twitter thread and various articles either instructing or bemoaning people's behavior at gigs, what would be the true cult pop gig going code of conduct? What would, sorry, the true cult pop Ooh. gig going code of conduct include? Um, I. Like that girl, I've forgotten her name now. That that sort of acoustic artist who uh, said, "I don't want people to talk," and said, "Oh, please, you know," did that thing saying, "Don't talk during my performances," which I thought was a bit wet, to be honest. But I, I, if you stand at the back of it, if you stand at the back of a gig and you're talking, you like doing during kind of quiet songs, mm. you're yeah. a fucking nightmare. You you what yeah. you are a nightmare. Like I remember when I was like, I had to threaten to. I had to use the the force, the, the intimidating power of my own physique to um, <laughs> to to shut some people up um, when I went to see Gang of Youth last year. Mm. Uh, that did annoy the the piss out of me. I remember seeing uh, the Black Queen at Nottingham Contemporary, which is basically the basement of um, a sort of modern art museum that's in Nottingham City Centre, and the gig was scandalously undersold i would say um the room was not even half full and there was this fucking dickhead stood in the middle of the room complaining to his friend about the fact that he couldn't get metallica tickets for the the hardwired tour that had just got on sale that day and it's like mate now is not the time or place luckily greg pucciato does have quite an imposing physique as well so he he did show yeah. up eventually but fuck me yeah it, look, feel free to have a chat at a gig but do it at a sensible time you know like yeah, I, in a sense, on the way on the way out. Well, yeah, when you're not in the gig, yeah. quite frankly. But um, like yeah. I've never seen Opeth at one of their own gigs, but I've heard that their gigs are fucking oh rotten for that kind of behaviour. Fucking oh assholes. Uh, I mean, my my gig yeah. etiquette rule is simply just don't be a fucking twat. Just don't be a twat. Yeah. Like, and it shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't need to have etiquette rules. It's like it should be pretty fucking simple, you know. Hmm. Put your um. Put your phone down. No one wants to see your shitty little fucking bootleg yeah. videos. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I went to see the worst one. It was, I think it was, well, it was I think it was, yeah, it was Valentine's Day 2019. Um, uh, me being a, an a, outrageous romantic lord of love, I took my girlfriend to see the Lemonheads. What else are you going to do on Valentine's Day? Um, but there was a guy like, stood in front of me, pretty much the same sort of height as you, Steve. So, you know, big old boy. Had his fucking um, iPad. Oh, the iPad is Fuck. the fucking, the fucking iPad is a crime. Even like... even worse, right? He had a fucking attachment that was attached to his kind of boobs round there, and it was just there, and it was recording the whole fucking. I gig. think that is a time where it's acceptable to throw a pint at someone. Oh, sorry, it, at the iPad, yeah. ideally. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah. I, 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 do you know what I should have done? All because all they fucking serve in the junction in Cambridge is fucking red stripe. So I should have yeah. just, yeah, it was, uh, I, I, I literally couldn't believe it. I was just like, I, when the realisation was, he's not fucking holding that. That's actually strapped to him via an attachment. 
You absolute cretin. I did. I think that. So when I went to Reading oh. this year, I think, you know, as I said, like I had to do a load of videos for. I was doing reviews for the louder TikTok, right? Mm. And so I had to do like ten second videos of a band, and then afterwards write like a kind of a, a one line review, and that went up on the TikTok page. I hope you all saw that. I don't think I've been. I've just you never told me. You never told me when it was actually going to be on there. So I didn't bother looking. Oh mate, it wasn't worth looking. I just <laughs> said it wasn't worth looking. At, so I fucking can't say that. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, you, you, there would be no interest to you. Like a fucking ten second clip of bloody, you know, uh, Rena doing break stuff. It, in yeah, or yeah. like Imagine Dragons. Do you know what I mean? But um, Ooh, no, no you're I was right. just. I don't no. think I've been financially recompensed for that yet. So. I'm, Look into that. Um, <laughs> anyway, that, that, that's by the by. That's just a, a, a slip of if you're listening, Merlin. system, by the way, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I, yeah, so I went, I went, I did that right. And I felt horrible, like, getting up and being like, oh, I, phoned, I filmed this bit. Like, I, mean, mm. I did Frank Turner mm. and he was talking. I was like, oh, it's quite an interesting thing. I might film this and then see if they want it. And I'll do a bit of the crowd. And after, like, 15 seconds, I started feeling really, like, um, like I was a pain do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm feel like I'm going to be annoyed. This is going to be really fucking yeah. annoying mm. to people. And I just had to take it down. And I did it like three or four times. I was like, oh. So when I see Depeche Mode and me and again, Christian and Dave from um, Pop Collaborator and Listen were there and there was a guy in front of us and he literally was filming like whole, whole songs. Oh no. Whole song no, and then stopping no, no, for a second. No, no. And, and, we, no. and in the end, Dave did go like, mate, no. you don't film anymore. No. You can't film anymore. Just you, you, you've got enough, don't you think? Like, don't do this on the next song. Yeah. Every song. Like, I get it. People can take photos. People can do little videos. That's fine. But you don't need the whole song. And you don't need the whole no. set. Like, it's incredibly rude. Just a I bit think. of it's courtesy. Really That's all you need. Like, yeah. if you're thinking or, about doing anything you know. at a gig, think, is it courteous to the other people that are here? It's, isn't it mad when you look at old kind of gig pictures not um, a phone in sight just people living in the moment not a phone yeah yeah everyone, everyone looking at, at the same person in, you know the, the, the front mm. person mm. on stage for example but you look at these pictures and it may it, and it's almost like you're looking at something from a hundred years ago yeah it's mad it's mad yeah you know I remember getting those like perfect you, circle you, gigs you look, at, you look at old Reading fo- posters and so it's like two stages yeah mate shit looks old now <laughs> the, the, the 2000s mm. are starting to look old now as we were discussing yeah. earlier that is quite yeah. sad but I won't want to go back um, yeah. anyway there you go oh very very quick uh, speaking of Brixton because I can say like yeah looking at the crowd during when Perfect Circle played at Brixton Academy oh, tool at the no phones. it was really weird yeah. it was really weird yeah, um, yeah. Uh, actually Nixon City at Nixon City says thoughts on Brixton Academy uh, we should mention like it's quite a big bit of news Brixton Academy yeah. if they sort their shit out yeah. and the things that the independent review have suggested they do get done it looks like Brixton Academy will be opening back up which I think is really good news because yes. as I said great back when great we news. did it when we spoke about this ages ago um I don't think Brixton Academy as a building is in inherently unsafe. <laughs> no. I think it was how it was run. Greedy promoters. Oh, yes. promoters. It was how it was run. It's security. It's, there, there were a lot of things. And I thought, you know, like, obviously it's an old building. And it needs a lot of sorting out. Those prodigy gigs, which were the, I think the last gigs I went to at Brixton, were yeah. fucking just out unbearably hot. But, like, I don't think Brixton is an unsafe venue inherently as a venue. So, I'm glad they're going to be trying it back and i think it's it's too kind of legendary and important and great a venue for it to go away so i am actually happy that they're going to sort it out personally you guys yeah 
I completely agree. I mean, I just hope that they yeah. do actually sort it out uh, as, as opposed to just doing yeah. the bare minimum to satisfy all these amendments that they need doing. Because there's one thing that frustrates me about Brixton and the way the Academy Group run it is you look at this beautiful old Art Deco building. It's like, yeah, you're you're just doing the bits that you have to. And there's so much of it going to rack and ruin. It's like, I hope they actually make a proper fucking go of it. But yes, I am happy to that Brixton yeah. is going to be reopening. A bit like my bathroom. <laughs> oh, I've got no light in my bathroom at the moment. Mm. It's really fucking annoying. Muggins here. Um, yeah, I know. Um, anyway, that was a abrupt way to end the podcast. Yeah, but it's the way we're ending it. I'm afraid, guys. Well, I think uh, just before we go, um, I was going to go and get some of those little like party blower things and stuff like that. I couldn't find one because nowhere to park in Leicester. But I got the next best thing. I yeah. got a digital version of one, so I'll just. Uh... Oh no, it's the wrong thing. Sorry. What did it say? Uh, so get back, you bastard! I'll break your legs. They'll, they'll hear it on the, on the podcast. Bald, bald, bald. Oh, tatty bald. Oh, it was a good idea for a joke. Yeah. Thanks, Pretty yeah. good. Yep. Sam, Sam's like the compare without compare. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, right, vagina. <laughs> oh, uh, sick oh, bastards! Laughing at death at three o'clock <laughs> in the pissing morning. Stranra. <laughs> In Scotland. Up there. Up there. It's Scotland. Hey, hey, what were all that about? What were all that about? A year oh. of true cut pop. What were all that about? What, what was about? it all about? Um, yeah, it's been nice, guys. It's been good. I'm glad uh, that you've mm. uh, listened to the podcast. If you've just come to us new and you don't yeah. know what all my little <laughs> little jibes, like, jibes are about, don't worry. Well. Don't, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. If you've been with us, for the entirety of it and you're going oh yeah oh yeah oh, then that's know. good as well i appreciate you sticking around yeah. uh if you're yeah. listening to this if you're kind of hate listening to this i know some of you are um that's fine as well i suppose i mean it's your time you're wasting you'll get you're getting out of it really is quite weird um to do that but i suppose thanks i think i don't really know and um go to patreon.com forward slash true cop pop and you can sign up for our exclusive content over there you can listen to our madonna special we recently did and we've got some modest moose coming for you this weekend don't know why i'm doing it in that accent mm. doesn't make sense does it's it it's the wrong one, <laughs> it's a wrong <laughs> one. Um, cheers lads it's been lovely doing this with you it's uh kind of well, I was going to say it made my job. Um, it's not a job. It's a. It's. No, it's I, I a don't consider wins, doing Steve. a podcast a job. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. And that is. You don't get paid for legally uh-huh. what this is. It's a partnership at will. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, it's uh, it's been nice. It's made. It doesn't feel like a job, and that's because it's not a job. But it's a nice little hobby yeah. to mm. talk to you guys, it and is. I appreciate hanging out with you and uh, you doing it. It's been nice of you to give up your time so um thanks chaps it was a pleasure never a chill man it's been real nice i've loved it it's to another 51 episodes (laughs) yeah we'll do this again in 51 episodes yeah Uh, and uh we'll do true crap pop sam will be back for that soon won't you big time big time big time all right thanks very much everyone see you next week bye yeah love love you you more